This is Aural Spaces with Stoya and Mitch, brought to you by Riffopolis Network at riffopolis.com. R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S.com. I've, I've been uh, given to understand you've, you've said some controversial things in your oh time. Oh, my God. I am. <laughs> like, I am controversial. That's the whole right. point. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... The 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 first time I met you, um, very briefly, was at uh, XBiz. I think that was last year. Was that last yeah. year? No, I think two years ago. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah, when Stoya was when Stoya hosting. was there, yeah. two years. Um, and uh, you had just is is a few months after you had did the Joe Rogan interview. All oh, right, with yes. uh, where they were you talking about. Sorry, oh God! I don't no, her name. I know who you're talking about. Fallon Fox. There we go. Oh my God! And then she called me afterward and was like, totally like, you fucking backstabbed me. I'm like, look, relax. The world doesn't understand us. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> she never spoke to me again. Really? Nothing. Yeah, I'm like, that fuck was, you. Fuck wow. you. Get over it. That was uh, that was it then. The reality is, her hands are. Look, if you turn into a lady right now, mm-hmm. your hands and your feet and your head are going to be the same size. They don't change. Yeah. So you do have an advantage over a biological woman. Let's be real. I'm, I'm talking real. So I don't understand what I said was wrong. I'm being honest about the fact that, yes, in the boxing world, if you understand boxing, your hands, the size that they are, play a lot into the defense of boxing. Yeah. And so she has an advantage over the other women. And yeah. that's all I said. And she got mad at me. Like, your hands are- I- I am over here with freakishly large hands for well, a woman. There you go. So I, feel, I feel like maybe there's some kind of like hand sizing we could go by. Yes. Rather than like yes, because there it totally makes sense. Like I, I know from experience that having a much longer reach than someone you're yes. who's the same size is yes. still but she like was arguing she was arguing that it doesn't matter and I said but it does matter it does matter in the world of boxing well my understanding is and I haven't looked into it too much uh, not being a sports person but my understanding is that the uh, Olympic Council uh, or the Olympic Committee um, in I want to say like the 80s or 90s uh-huh. I had already come up with a standard for defining yes. uh, what gender you were allowed to compete under. Yes. Um, and I'm not sure what the standard is and I'm also not sure why the UFC – maybe they do. Maybe maybe the UFC has, has adopted the same policies. I no, they haven't and that's the problem. They need to because of course I should be able to fight a man. I'm a man just because I have a vagina doesn't make – right? Yeah. But I'm obviously at a disadvantage because I am smaller than most – most bio guys, okay, but I'm willing to fight, right? right? But reverse that. The other- I've, I've seen, I've seen most of your photos. You look like you're ready to <laughs> ready to bar brawl. <laughs> but so. I have a disadvantage because my hands are already small because they're still the. Do you guys? Hands. Do you guys remember like the personal data assistants from the '90s? Uh, you mean like Microsoft's Bob? <laughs> yeah, well, the, they were like they were like the size of like a scientific calculator. Oh, okay. Oh, oh like right. a, like the Palm Pilot. Right. Yes. Yes, yeah. okay. Yeah, sure. Um, PDA. I feel like it's like this kind of problem in a whole lot of places where it's like we're trying to get a Palm Pilot to work with an iPhone. Yes. Like we're trying yes. to be like, okay, so like we've got this antique system where we can categorize people into male and female yes. and have that mean a lot of things. Oh, 
whoops, whoops. looks like <laughs> human thought from like a thousand years ago, not quite as useful as what we need. Um, damn, where were we? Oh, yeah, we were just talking about, talking about uh, big hands. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, I was thinking. I mean, I mean, it's it's the same thing with with like weight classes. I was having a, right. a discussion with some friends the other night about that. Is that it seems odd to me that um, that someone can't, for instance, fight above their weight class. They're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, was it Mayweather's like welterweight or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's heavyweight, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Are, is he allowed to fight? Apparently, he's not allowed to fight heavyweight. No. Yeah, and that seems a little odd to me. No, it's not. It's you a safety know. thing, and I think that that's what's what the whole conversation with that and and Fallen Fox is. It all just came about safety. It wasn't that they were being anti-trans at all, and that's why I got some of the trans people don't like me because I'm <laughs> I'm always saying everything is an anti-trans. Right. It's like let's just stop using our transness. To cock block everything, like just become a person and under and, and step back from your trans stuff and understand what people are saying, and then maybe you can understand the conversation. But right. every time you put yourself in as I'm trans and they're anti-trans, you're automatically blocking the conversation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like you know what? I'm gay. We can't have this conversation. Like, what are you talking about? That's only a small part of you. It right. shouldn't be your whole life. You know what I mean? And, and the reality of it is, yes, the reason they have weight classes is for safety. The reason they have you know, these certain things is for safety. That's all. Mm-hmm. Any, yeah. any remarks on that? <laughs> I, um, I see certain parallels in, um, in like my feelings on the condom regulations and pornography. Like – I I feel like as the performer or artist or worker, whatever you want to call me, when I'm doing a sex scene, I should dic- be able to dictate the total level of risk yes. to myself. Um, not that I should be able to dictate that other people take on more risk than they want to, but like if both of us want to do a scene without barriers, we should be able to do that. Um, and I, you know, there's the story of Emma Livry from the 1800s. She was a ballerina in France when they still had the long fluffy tutus. Um, and when they first invented gas light, wow. so beautiful lights at the foot of the stage, illuminating the stage now, very exciting, also very flammable and the super fluffy long tutus Really flammable. Yeah, not a good combo. Um, wow. Yeah, so you had these ballerinas <clears throat> bursting into flames, and the style at the time was so ethereal. Like, they were supposed to be fairies. That's why they were dancing on their toes. Mm. And they spend years torturing their bodies, fighting against gravity, and they dedicate their lives to that. And the costuming, being all super light and airy, added to the effect of the ballet steps um and so the french government tried to require that the dancers use a like a flame retardant treatment but it made the tutus stiff which ruined the floating effect that they gave um and so this one this one dancer emma livery quite famously 
refused to use the fire retardant chemical and was like, I, I realize I'm taking a risk. It's my right to take that risk. And she caught on fire and went up in flames and it was really gnarly. And she had like the corset stays like burned into her skin and it was super fucked up. Um, and she lived for months and months afterwards and some people came and visited her like who wrote about it and were like, Hey Emma, um, if you can ever dance again, are you going to oh. use the fire retardant fabric? And she was like, Nope. Yeah, I love her. Wow. I love her. She did, she did die though. Um, from the burns? Like from the fighting fu- above your class, like you're in a sport where you hit each other a lot. Mm. If the person wants to f- fight in a more challenging situation, I don't understand what the issue because is. Because I'll tell you what. Well, the thing is this. It's the, it was the opposite way around. <clears throat> Fallen wanted to fight, but the other girl, she didn't want to fight. And so she, uh, so it's the, it's the cisgender woman that was against the transgender woman saying that. And she was saying some rude, mean things like, that's not really a woman. You can't do that. That's not cool. Yeah. You can't say stuff like that. Now, if you don't want to fight because whatever the situation is, but you you don't need to pull again, we're pulling in this whole trans thing and blah, blah, blah. Let's just talk about weight class and let's talk about hand size. And then, you know, that's a different situation. So, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Everyone should be able to f- shoot without condoms if they want to, shoot with condoms, do whatever they want as long as it's consensual and everybody's right. okay on board. Right, but OK. Yes. So the, the person that she was going to yes. be fighting didn't want to. Well, there, there's, there's arguments to be made, uh, the, the ones that were made the other night when I brought this up, mostly about weight classes, um, were, were sort of like the – at some point there's kind of – you're taking away some – a bit of somebody's ability to say, oh, I want to do this. I want to buy. You're like, but we're giving you $5 million. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll get I'll get fucking manhandled for five million. Sign me up. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, And so then it's like, well, are they really actually making that choice or are they sort of being forced into it or, um, you know, right. Encouraged in that way, much, much like to, to the adult industry. Uh, that that was the argument that the people who were yes on Measure S were yelling about. Right. It's like kind of well, yes, that's fine for you if you don't like you know you don't want to use condoms, but sort of what about the larger risk and and also you don't know any better. <laughs> you oh, know, it was yeah, that kind yeah, of. Th- yeah, there's always yeah. that in, in when you're talking about uh, the adult industry. It's mm-hmm. a very like. Ah, but you don't know any better. You're a dumb porn star. You're right. Just, oh, know. my God. Right. Lorelai Lee's piece on the stigma. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll, Wait, we'll, we're going to we'll, – we'll get into Love that. Her. There is uh, Lorelai Lee. I'm, I'm terrible at saying her name. But yeah. um, she wrote this fantastic so article called Once You Have Made Pornography. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's on the on the list of things to discuss this episode. Great. Um, so definitely do want to get into that. Yes. Um <clears throat> But it's essentially it's it's about kind of the the uh, the way that you're treated by society as a whole, yes. the media, yes. uh, you know, well-meaning quote unquote documentarians oh. versus <laughs> your fellow sex workers. You know what I mean? And having having made adult sites for 17 years now, and worked at a lot of different companies and things like that, and having a lot of sex worker friends. Uh, in various uh, levels of whether they're you know uh, actress or a- actor or uh, or a escort or anything like that, 
when I was reading it, I was like, oh, I'm kind of like a sex worker in that sense, you know, because uh, it's it is my my sex worker friends and I don't have discussions necessarily about our jobs, right? But you know, if I go on a date and people ask what I do and I start telling about it. That's going to be the conversation for the next hour. You know? For the whole night sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in your case, probably the whole night. My job's really not that interesting. And in, in Stoya's after, case as well. Oh my God. There was a boyfriend I had a couple of years ago and I picked him up at a party. And then the next day he was like, I can't stop thinking about that thing you said about porn, whatever the thing was. Uh, and I was like, okay, but what you need to be thinking about is which days this week work for you and where you are taking me. But, like, I, I actually should have just bounced on that guy. Uh, how, how long did that last after? A week. Did you end up having, did you end up having a second uh, date or it, a first date? It actually date ended up lasting, like, nine months or wow. something. Maybe longer. Wow. Um, he was he – was, he responded very well to firm statements that were command like. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'll hang on to that for a bit. Sure. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Well, I guess I guess we may as well get into the article now then if we're already on the on the topic. On the topic of, uh, it would be weird stigma. to get off the topic and then go back right, again. Right. Uh, like a natural sag. Yeah, yeah, no. Fine. I I what am I going to get in the way of a good conversation? That would be a terrible thing as a podcast host to do. Um so the it's it's really hard to to summarize, but uh, definitely the the link will be up on the on the episode page for this episode. So I, I recommend everyone read it. Yes. And if you follow porn stars on Twitter, maybe this will teach you how not to uh, engage. Lorelai <laughs> Lorelai is just a great mm-hmm. performer to follow on Twitter. Her commentary on the adult industry and. The treatment of sex workers in the media and legally is always really strong. Um, and I felt like the piece was essentially Lorelai calmly and patiently explains exactly why we are so defensive sometimes. Because, like, I, I, you know, I struggle sometimes to not give too much weight to critique that comes in through the internet. Um, but I do take it into account and pretty regularly I get like, why are you so defensive? And I go, am I? Oh, I am defensive. And then if I start to try to explain, it's just like, it's Well, it's not too emotional. I don't think it, it, in a sense, they have to, well, the thing is nobody will understand unless you've made porn. And unless you're in a place where you obviously are creating a, 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 a market for yourself or a name such as Stoya or myself. And we also, well, for myself, I speak outside of the porn world. But don't think that that porn world does not stick to me everywhere I go. And I don't really want to say that it is defensive when I talk about my work in pornography or you, or you. But the thing is this. We have to, in a sense, be proud of what we do. And a lot of times, I think, for myself, I have to be proud of my porn work. And I am proud of my porn work. And so that's not necessarily that I'm feeling defensive. But it's more that I'm saying, look, my work is important. And I, I don't 
it's a it's a fine line there because what is defensive when you are saying my work is it defensive to say my work is important what I do is a passion and I believe in my work I don't necessarily is it is that well defensive? it's it's I, you kind of almost accidentally have yeah. to be defensive just as a it, as a default yeah. no. It's you know. for me what I'm describing as defensive in myself is what over the course of a sometimes short conversation builds to a feeling of me or in me of like can you please just shut your mouth and internalize <laughs> the fact that you know absolutely yes. nothing because I feel really defensive because all I've said for the past 20 minutes is, well, actually, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. No, actually, blah, blah, blah. Because any attempt to like meet a gross assumption that's inaccurate right. with a fact is met with another misguided assumption. And it's – I don't know. It's I guess people who like watch things like Hot Girls Wanted oh. and then listen oh to like – like read a Gail Dines book yes. and yes. when they study feminism only read like yes. the Dworkins of the world yes. and not the other kinds of yes. feminist authors. Um, but like god, it just drives me insane because <laughs> it's like, well, I am – Quite definitely being extremely defensive because I have been defending myself and your choices in <laughs> against, life. That's yeah. Why do we have to defend our choices? Like, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So I, that's the thing is like I wish that we didn't have to use that word defensive because then it's to me that's a negative word, right? Yeah, defending yeah. is a negative word, and and I don't think that we in a sense feel negative about our work. So, but that said. That's the problem is people are only seeing and hearing what they want to hear. They're not opening up their minds to, to why porn is positive and why pornography is necessary and why pornography is a multi-billion dollar business for a reason. Right. <laughs> is there a way to make it feel patriotic in a way? <laughs> yes. Like how like the military talks about defending one's country? Yes, I do think that. And I'll tell you that I speak all over the world and I speak to people who who are so mainstream, so vanilla, so and I'm always talk about my porn work in my in my thing. And people actually appreciate it because I'm giving them a real insight as to why I do pornography and I believe in it as an educational tool and I believe in it as a way for people to learn how to create love within themselves and their bodies and to start you know, this is the thing is people immediately what they think of when they think of porn is what they think of the most dirty crazy you know and to me none of it is dirty and crazy but for them you know yeah, they yeah. just think of the most way out thing that they could ever think of they don't think about the thing, what we the make. Thing Every, that everybody's being exploited yes, nobody's got their own agency the sorry go ahead the thing that personally weirds them out the most they imagine a reluctant 18-year-old, yes. usually yes. blonde. Yes. And thin. yes. That's, that's the other is like yes. <laughs> nowhere are there more thin blonde porn stars <laughs> within the imaginations of people who know basically nothing about. 
So here's what I think, and, I, and I'm going to say this right here. I think that we, as pornographers, need to make our own documentary and need to talk about wh- how wh- and why we are in this business. And it comes from our own mouths and what we want to convey to the world, a real documentary. I'm like, oh, my God, nobody's doing blank. Like, you look hard enough and you'll find these, like, little pockets of yeah. people. And so really the problem is, fuck, the Manwins of the world have all of the – Manwin yes. and Cosmo yes. have all of the attention when it comes to discussion of sexuality. And right. there's all of this stuff going on that just needs eyeballs put on it. Right. And yeah. we can do that. You can do that. You have a huge following and a huge and a huge place. You can do that. I can help you do that. Do Good. it. Good. Let's see. It'll be a team it. together. It's the way to do it. Seriously. Now, I, this is why I tell people all the time. If you don't see what you're not seeing or you're not being heard, fuck, come on. We have social media. We have internet. We have so much that your voice can eventually get heard. Yeah. So people who are – so if we're sitting here saying that we don't like the way we're being treated, we it's our responsibility. Yeah. It is our – and I say it all the time to the trans community. It is our responsibility to educate the world, not the, not the other way around. How are they going to know about us? Right. How are they going to know that right. some some of us have surgery. Some of us don't. Some of us are this way. Some of us are that way. There, People are curious about us. The, the trans community is still in the I know a, I, I met a trans person and they told me state. The trans community is a state of shock, <coughs> denial. Well, I'm saying <laughs> like I'm saying that, that generally speaking, you know, you talk to your you know average member of society. Yeah. They'll have their their opinion is entirely guided by this one trans person they ran into once. Right, exactly. Which is how yes. uh, gay people were in the yes. late seventies. That's uh, how black people were in. But that's kind the fault of, still, of the trans people, you know. and I say it, and that's why I'm controversial because I do believe it is the fault of us if we do not educate. It's the same with pornography. If we in the pornography business do not educate the world, they will continue to walk all over us and say we're all just filthy, dirty pigs who are pedophiles. And until we stand up and say no, we're not. We're actually this. It's the same with the trans community, and that's why I speak so straightforward about right. my transition and about me because I don't I don't want people not to just say, oh, can but can I ask you about your vagina or your pussy? Of course. And then we never have the conversation again. Right. Right? It's just it's an easy thing to do in any I, I, I will I will agree with the, the trans community over the statement I've heard I've seen a million times of kind of my genitals are really not your business. Right. Because I can imagine it's true. I, look I I I can imagine you're in a conversation with somebody and they're like, so what's your dick like? You right. know? No, it's that's a rude weird. thing. You know it is I mean? a rude thing. But the thing is this, and that's right. Some of us want to talk about it and some of us don't. But the majority of the trans community think people like myself should not be talking about my vagina. Now, wait a minute. Don't tell me how to talk about my body and don't tell me that I have to be this way to be a trans well, person. Well, you specifically, you're like, I don't, I'm not just talking about it. Here's a video. I'm using you know? it. Yeah. <laughs> like, check this out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the same to me with – Anything that you have passion for that you want to educate the world on. And if we're only having hot girls wanted out there and that's only people are seeing about the porn business, no wonder people Well, it think fits that their narrative. Us. Their narrative yes. is is the yes. exploited young yes. – does, doesn't have her own agency kind of – you yes. know, oh, I don't know. I get some some guy with a cigar came along and told well, me to spread right. my legs and stuff. Did, did either of you guys watch the – First episode of the docu series. Still trying to get of the hot. Still, yeah, still, yes, still haven't I done that. I watched it sorry. on the plane, and I was like, "What am I watching?" 
I watched okay, the original documentary. So there's one part where um, they're on set with Erica Lust, who's oh yeah, I saw that feminist pornographer out yeah. of Barcelona. I've never worked for her, yeah. but I've worked with her team. Like I've licensed content from her. Mm-hmm. She's licensed content for me. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I've corresponded with her. And it's not that she's misrepresented so much as it is that, like, they make this big dramatic moment out of the female performer saying, hey, something hurts, I need to stop for a second. And I'm like, I do that, like, at least once a shoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like... Erica, of all people, is not a good person to, like, frame as having a big dramatic moment. But, like, even on, like, the most, like, mainstream, like, porno adventure saying, like, I need a second. Like, everybody does that. Of course. Hold on, I gotta go get lube. (laughs) Yeah. I need a second to drink some water. Oh, my pussy hurts. Right, I got to pee. I got to poo. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) And that happens in in sex too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. It's like, what do you think? Like this, we're having sex. These things happen when you have sex. It's a completely normal thing. So like Hot Girls Wanted is running around quite possibly giving people the impression that saying something hurts, give me a second, is not a thing that's okay or like is like some terrible moment. Right. When actually it's a it's framing a issue. That's what they're doing. It's the framing. Yeah. Of like, let's frame it this way. Right. We're not saying that. No, that's your interpretation. But it's like, well, I don't know what kind of music was behind it. Right and there. editing Why is everything. You? Yeah, exactly. How did you edit it in there? How did it look? And you know what? Actually, for me, that's an awesome message because it teaches uh, women that they can say no and they yeah. can say stop. And that would be a better hurts. moment. The moment yes. should have been a focus on, oh, yes. look, you think that this right would on. just – you might have a preconceived notion that this is just going to continue right on uh, despite her discomfort but no no not at all i thought a better a better if you're on netflix and you want a sort of documentary style about porn the kink documentary is still i would say pretty good Uh you know it's good it's it's a little boring in parts yeah um but it's i would say it's a it's a good representation Mm -hmm. of of kink.com and of the industry Mm -hmm. would i yeah, you'd, you'd agree. But okay. we have we have such few really positive things out there that talk about this industry, and you know, I get asked the question all the time: Why do you do porn? As right. if it's a bad thing. Right, right. I'm Why like, would you degrade yourself oh, like I go, that? really? The yeah. reason I'm here is because of porn. Right. Do you understand that? I know now I'm a motivational speaker and I do these things and I'm all over the place and I understand that. I will never turn my back on porn. Ever, right. ever, ever. Even if I'm not I'd watch your TED Talk, Buck. <laughs> right on. I will never do it because to me, first off, I'm a real loyal person. So I'm not, I wouldn't be here without pornography. Yeah. And secondly, I believe in pornography as a, as a tool to create and to change the world and to create happiness. And so I don't understand. And so really one of the things I would love to do is to get that stigma away from pornography. Yeah. You know, that this idea that we work in porn and we're all. Well, you wouldn't it. you wouldn't tell it. You wouldn't go to somebody who's who's been making paintings for 20 years and go, why are you still painting? Right. right. Why are you painting? Right. I think it's. The why, only... why don't you work in an office? Why are you painting? Yeah. What's or, your like, retirement it's... plan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like it's it's you're you're making yeah, you're making art. It doesn't problem, really matter that it's filthy. It's fucking art. All of the stigma and hysteria makes it nearly impossible to have right. a rational, thorough conversation about actual workers' rights issues, right? Or actual sexual health like right. plans right. and. Right. No, you're right. How do we ch- we got we really have to try to make a bigger well we are. I don't I just don't know how to do it. I can I just don't know how to the, do the it. The most difficult thing and I think we talked about this on the last podcast. The the most difficult part of of changing anything uh, from a legal standpoint, from like, you know, political standpoint yeah. is that it's very difficult to find the politician who's going to stand on a podium and be like, "I'm pro porn." Right. Right. Nobody wants to be right. the pornography politician. I Nobody guess wants I'm going to have to go know. into politics. You might have to. They yeah. don't. They don't have to do that. All they have to do is stand up on a podium and say, I am pro the rights of all people yes. and actually mean it. Yes. It's very simple, but apparently near impossible. Yes. But if we actually meant the things. Right. Well, it's again, it comes down to the framing is that that's a very easy smear campaign to run on a politician. Yes. He voted against this thing. Yes. It protected pornography. He wants your kids to jerk off to porno yes. or become porn stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same. I mean, it's it's worse, of course, for for escort work. I mean, they're oh, yeah. it, yeah. they're a long way off because yeah. uh, you the pro whore politician is whoo. Yeah, it's that's a very easy once again very easy smear campaign to make. He yes. wants prostitutes hanging out at your children's school. No, tell it smoking weed. Forget yeah, it. yeah. If you're pro it's, cannabis and pro pornography, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that took a long time before politicians were even allowed to say that. Yeah, I I smoked a joint right. once. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like I remember gets, when uh, Obama gets, said that. Sorry, it gets passed around the like activism circles to the point where it like kind of feels like one of mom's sayings sometimes, <laughs> uh, or like dad's whatever. Um, but until trans women of color who work on the street mm-hmm. are properly protected, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's not enough. It's not fast enough, and any ground gained is losable. Yes. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Very fast. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're just, yeah. yeah. Do you think, um, do you think, uh, pornographers should be in the same unions as the, as the mainstream? A hundred percent. Okay. Because we or have do a you, valid, or should they have their own union? Well, we, That'd that, be the question. but we, maybe we should have a union, but also we should be looked at as a valid form of media and art, like everything else in right. that, that is film. We, we produce and make things that are art and that are media and that do positive things like mainstream. You know what I mean? Like how come yeah, yeah. we're different than mainstream? Cause we are mainstream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, right? I think the crew should be part of the applicable like Hollywood union. Yes. But the performers might if like if SAG was willing to sit down and have a <laughs> rational conversation, it may still turn out that the performers would be better served by their own union. Yes. Yeah. And cam girls, I don't know why they don't already have a union. Yeah. Or like a workers co-op cam site. Like I think it's probably the same reason us comedians don't have a union. It's you're you're an you're an independent producer. I mean, in all senses of that word, you know what I mean. You're you're just a you know that you you clock in quote unquote when you're ready to masturbate on camera, and you know you get paid 
based on what people are willing to give you. But you don't you know, actually realize how important it is to also be together as a group. And you know, how much absolutely. More yeah, but we don't teach that in the pornography business, right? Because it is a money – it's a money business. Really, yeah. Most people get into it to make money. Let's just be real. Yeah, it's yeah. not that they really have, want to have a career. But I think a lot of people get into it because they see fast money, which is totally wrong. It's not fast money. But that said – Not anymore. It, yeah, not anymore. Thanks, man. Win. <laughs> totally. Wow. I can't even believe it. But that said, of course, these girls are making money and then that's all they think about i'm gonna make more money more but they don't think about like how can we also bring this into a way where we're all safe and we're all working under yeah. our, you know because we're not t- teaching we're not having business classes in pornography why no. are we not ha- you know why aren't we teaching <clears throat> these pe- people within our industry? and the thing is if it were possible to make it happen although from what i understand that would require performers suing for employee status uh-huh. Which okay. right. then yeah. right. one, depending on how they're treated, right. they might truly be independent contractors. Right. But if not, that would probably decimate a lot of the companies because right. if people are reclassified or decided to be employees and they weren't being paid like employees, then right. you're in big trouble. Um, of course, there's those those. But and also, let's talk about things like visa. How come we have to pay an extra fee to use Visa and nobody else does? You can't. We can't That's use. That's got to be against. How is that not when against we were the when we were building trench coat? It's like we can't use what Stripe. What the hell is we, going? We couldn't use Stripe for payments. It's I a know. much better. But no, they're like, no, you got to use CC Bill. Unbelievable. You have to, you know, because of. At one point, I called CC Bill um, to ask for clarification uh-huh. on like the list of acts that weren't allowed. Uh huh. Um, and they sent me over this huge long document. It was great. <laughs> and there was this real vague line in there about anything that basically anything Visa might be unhappy with. And like, you mean so, your entire business? Right. <laughs> right. And so it, it's on the list to one day figure out who to contact at Visa to yeah. see if I can get an answer about like, is there a list of things that Visa is not? Happy with like well, just uh, ha- just could we get some actual guidelines right. that are clear right. and then work around them if we choose to. The, right. I, I can say from having worked on the back end of this, having worked uh, at both uh, both at payment processing companies and companies that had their own payment processor, um, pornography is is in a category they call high risk. And the reason for that is – and when the first uh, porn company I worked for uh, was a <coughs> mostly niche fetish kind of stuff, the uh, face-sitting and stomping and uh, you know, a lot of foot stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their own payment processor and their own support staff for it mm-hmm. and uh, that support staff all day. Hello, hi. This is you know, Gizmo Concepts I think they were. You know? And then you could hear – you know, just hear some yelling and then be like, well, ma'am, we, we sell memberships to certain websites. Uh-huh. No, I can't tell you what website. Uh-huh. Wow. Yes, I'll be happy to cancel that. Wow. <clears throat> because that's what it's, it's somebody <coughs> somebody looks at their credit card statement. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and yeah. it's uh, very often a partner looks at their partner's credit. St- <coughs> what is what is a CC bill? Right. You know. And oh, I don't know, honey. Maybe somebody stole my credit card. Well, we better uh, charge back. The chargebacks are a huge thing. Your your high risk if it's something like, I think it's like point zero five percent of chargebacks is considered high risk. Right. So 
CC Bill has their own individual chargeback policy. Right. And then Visa has theirs on top of it. So if you do more than 0.1% chargebacks with CC Bill, they'll kick you the fuck out. No, I, I understand thing. it's the chargebacks, but why are we as the producers being, you know, scolded for the fact that this dude is lying to his wife and going on a website <laughs> right. and using his credit card, legally using his credit card yeah. and legally watching the pornography and then lying to his wife and then now it comes back to us. Same reason the, for gambling sites. Okay, so right. So so let's no, say you the, go to Saks. Which we don't have anymore. We used to have gambling sites. I had a, I had a client in the 90s who I watched – I would stay at his house sometimes to do work and I watched him gamble 13, 14 grand. And why is that your problem? Right. Well, why I'm saying that, back right. then it was it was perfectly okay back then. But right. I'm guessing a lot of those gamblers were getting themselves into trouble totally. and then going, uh, oh, I didn't I didn't put 14 grand in my online poker account. What are you talking about? Let's charge that back. And that it's like is, you're just saying that because you fucking lost. You got fucked. Right. And it's the same with, with porn. Do, yeah. Can you do that if you go shop at Saks and spend $10,000 and your wife says, why did you spend $10,000? Can you actually go to that store and charge and get all your money back because you made a, a lot? About why you bought all those clothes? They, no. Something, something of that nature. I think they would probably check security cameras and shit. You know what I mean? So we're rewarding yeah. people actually for lying and cheating. We're reward, yeah. we're rewarding them for lying and cheating and watching pornography and saying it's okay to lie and cheat and watch pornography. Well, here we'll give you your money back and we'll tell the pornographers, you know, basically fuck you. What? What in that scenario is okay? The, the <laughs> system is rewarding those people. Yes, this is not right. okay. And there is, there is some amount of – so porn is not the only industry that deals with fraudulent chargeback mm. problems. And other industries have services they have access to. Um, and I – that like help with the – fraudulent chargebacks. But do they fixing. have a, as high a rate as I, – I understand that pornography has a high rate of chargebacks. It, it, it's because we already stigmatize it. We make it ugly. We make it – you know what I mean? So people have to – Yeah, it's lot. very easy to, to just be like, yeah, I didn't buy I didn't that. that. I didn't buy that porno. Yeah, totally. Uh, and also it's an online transaction, which is already – you know, right, already I, Obviously that was uh, – used to be sketchy. But yeah, there yeah. was definitely that kind of thing happening. Yeah. The, the, what's, what's interesting is that um, having – again, having worked with CC Bill a shitload – is uh, their official policy when uh, for in their, in their terms and conditions? If a customer goes to CC Bill and goes, "Hey, I I bought a membership to this website mm-hmm. and I want my money back," mm-hmm. CC Bill's official policy is ask them. Oh, ask the uh, the, yeah. the, the pornographer. The, yeah, yeah. The, oh, come, oh, they'd have to great. come to me and go. Oh, I want great. a refund, and I'm like, and CC Bill gives me full rights in their terms and conditions no. to say, no, go fuck yourself. Right on. I'm That's sorry that your 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 dick didn't come fast enough. But you yeah. you bought a product. Yeah, yeah. you know I mean, it was you know it's not like the, the, it's not like the vape didn't work. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. how do we know that you didn't get off? Or, yeah. you know, and how come you're coming back like, after a week and, later? <laughs> and in a lot the of sessions of a lot of adult websites, like the administrator can go in and see was this person right. able to successfully down? Oh, right. They viewed. Multiple right right things right. over the span of like two days. Yeah, yeah no, no way, dude. You're not getting your money back. But that that they know that too. These dudes, they know they could go on, do that, and call their credit card and say, "I didn't do yeah. that." Yeah, and if whatever. you do that, CC Bill and CC Bill 
uh, is the pr- processor for a lot of adult websites. Yeah. If you do that, yeah. CC Bill burns your card. Right. You'll on. never be able to use that card See, again like on any CC Bill property. Yeah. So, Are you sure you know. CC Bill wants that to be public knowledge? <laughs> you better ask before you put that up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why would why would they but not? It sounds good to me. I, I, I don't know. That. I, I don't think there's anything. I think that's an awesome it's, thing. It's, it's specific. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's in their terms and conditions. It's I, again, they have to protect themselves from chargebacks. Of course, you throw a chargeback, they're like, they're okay, this is a person you. who charged back. Right on. So yeah. if they're going to do that, then we we can't take that card anymore right. because maybe the, the 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 smart move right off the bat, the the PR move. If they if they were like, oh, is that really what you do? PR move is yeah. How do we know the card wasn't compromised? It's a safety mm. issue. Yeah, there you go. That and would also, be, you know, it's kind of like stealing. So if you steal yeah. from a store, you're banned from the store, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's the same thing. You're banned from the online store. You walked in and stole and walked away. Don't yeah. try it. Yeah. Now you you can't come back again, my friend. And that's what chargebacks are. They're stealing. And so that's what I think. The, the thing is, this it doesn't really Charge happen back, in any other business. Chargebacks are worse than piracy. Yeah, I think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No yeah. matter where you go watch it, if you're not watching it on my site, yeah. I don't have to pay for the server fees. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then when you are done using it, you're not damaging the company's credit. Right. Reputation right. and relationship with the payment processor. Yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you get if you get like three chargebacks in a day, you're going to get a very stern phone call from CC Bill. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that right now. But but it's uh, not your fault. No, well that's the thing. It's it's so rare that it happens at all. I mean, I remember if when you, it used to happen all the time. Yeah, if it's so rare that it happens at all, that yeah. if it happens. Let's say with let's say it happened three times in one day. Yeah. You would you would be rightfully suspicious uh-huh. and go, "What the fuck are you doing on your website?" Yeah, the three people in yeah. one day. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. true. But yeah, it used to happen all the time. Now I don't know. I'm actually not sure why it doesn't happen more. Um, they must have some kind of my stuff just got stolen so much that I gave up. My movies kept started getting so all over the internet. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Just take it for free. Something good will come from it. I don't have the time and energy to fight yeah, over yeah. people worrying. Well, your your money movies. comes from uh, so live engagements yes. and and yes. and being hot. Your your money probably is more upfront. Like yes. we're going to pay you for this scene right off the top. Exactly. Right yeah. and and yes. Stoya the same kind of thing. It's no, I actually um, no, I, I know that because <laughs> I've, yeah, I've, I've built websites with her, so produce we, and we, direct content. Yeah. Yep, um, but it so for me, it personally is offensive when it's on the tube sites, especially the ones that Manwin owns mm-hmm. uh, or MindGeek, mm-hmm. because. Um, they they have ads that they get money for. Like they make money off yeah. of my yeah, work. I know. Um, off your stolen work. Yeah. yeah. So the but the torrent sites for oh. me, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I don't get freedom of information. It's right on the internet is a copy making machine. Yes. Um how the fuck else is someone in Turkey or China supposed to watch it? Yes, like, right on. Well, the, and the shitty thing is uh, – and I, I know you, you mentioned an email you wanted to talk about this, so it's, it's a nice segue – is uh, if, you, if you were to try to fight um, – like a, for instance, there's a, there's a story of subreddit and I check in from time to time to see like if anybody's excited about any of the things she tweets, you know, like, you know. A lot of projects we're involved in, and I'm like, I wonder if anybody. 
and every once in a while I'll go in there and somebody's got a torrent link or not a torrent link, a, a tube site link. And they're like, here, don't say anything. And it's everything's misspelled intentionally, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'll sometimes I'll send it over to story and be like, hey, do you want to send a DMCA request? Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever filed a DMCA request, but uh-huh, especially as a pornographer, mm-hmm. your uh, identity um, uh, is v- keeping your personal identity separate. Yes, is is a, a safety issue again? The DMCA does not give a shit about that. Right. Like they're like, no, no, I want your social security number. Give me your license. Let me see your right. full name. All this shit. Prove who you are, and then let's prove that you are the person who owns this content. Right. And not the person who uploaded it, and you want it down. And right. it's like, and like wow. I'm, I'm wary of sounding paranoid, but like things have happened with people acquiring two two five seven records for stalking purposes. So look at there we are again, getting totally screwed. Everyone talks yeah. shit about. And once us. again, with the mainstream, like we, is yeah. if if you yeah. if you put a video on, I, I did a, I put a trailer for a tour I was going on on YouTube. And in a little 10-second bit, I needed a little exciting music for this little moment, you know. Uh, and I used a part of a, an Imagine Dragons song. Oh. Not a great idea. Uh, <laughs> it finished processing three minutes later. It was off. I'm talking yeah. automatically. They were, like, they were like, that's Imagine Dragons. You cannot put this video <laughs> up on so YouTube. <laughs> and it was like, but yet – you can go on Pornhub yes. and I'll, I could probably watch yes. your entire totally. history, your entire totally. film history. Totally. And it's like, what, where's the fucking digital fingerprinting for that? Yeah, that's right. And then yep. doing it by hand, especially like when you're the subject, it's yeah. basically just wading through a pile of mildly to largely hurtful remarks. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. And the idea of like paying someone to do it also opens up the question of like what kind of compensation and care do workers need when their job is to deal with basically the comment section of the internet? Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. And that's the other thing like, people don't know. Minimum wage is not enough to right. pay someone to dig through tube sites all day. Yes, totally. Yeah. It's it's it it's absurd. You can there there are companies that will do that on your behalf. Um, uh, I've gotten just incredibly expensive. Yeah, I've gotten for um, uh, I run amateurporn.com, uh, the webmaster designer of that, and I I do a lot of the like uh, processing of applications and things like this, and I run support for it. So uh, every once in a while, I'll get an email that's a DMC take takedown request, and I'm like, and I'll look at it, and I go. Oh, that that girl's just also on another site. Oh, you know what I mean. She's using right. the same profile photo on our site and on another cam site or uh, something like that. And that cam site is like, that's our property. Oh, like, no, that's no, a, that's isn't. a person. Yeah. yeah, see, that's that's my other yeah. problem with those services is the overreach. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I don't believe in going after the torrent stuff. Largely, they have ethics that I feel are totally great. Um, <laughs> so, so like to feel that way. And then when I was looking, because I, I looked into these services, um, trying to find one that doesn't engage in some kind of like wacky overreach stuff right. is difficult as well. Um, I even went so far as to email the torrent freaks people and... <laughs> 
be like, hey guys. <laughs> That's awesome. I have a question about a couple of DMCA companies. You think you can help me out? Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it, no, it was fantastic. Like one of my finest moments right as a on. human. That's great. <laughs> You know, torrent sites used to be a big thing, but it doesn't seem you know. There's like three left now. They're That's all been, weird. They've Where all did they been, go? Uh, DMC. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. You get well, enough of them. Kim, and you're like Kim.com. Oh, right. It's also right. that. Yeah. It's all that. He yeah. moved on to Mega Upload, and that's that's still a thing. Right. But it's not a. It works kind of. It uses like torrent style technology, but it looks like Dropbox. So. Do you think tube you know. sites kind of took the place of that in a way? Uh, yeah, I yeah, think so. Maybe. I, I mean, I was working for Vivid, um, like in two thousand, from like two thousand three to like two thousand six or something like that. Uh-huh. And um, uh, I remember when the tube site that was like the first two, like U Porn, I think it was the first one. Uh, that kind of some of that stuff was coming out, and at Vivid we were doing we were still doing like thirty dollar a month memberships, but it was like literally every video in Vivid's archive, which right. I was like, that's a screaming deal. It right? is, yeah. And I remember talking to Stephen Hirsch of all people at a party about the tube sites. I was like, are you worried about these <laughs> things and so on and so forth? And he's like, nah. What are they going to do? There's just a couple of little clips and I was like, all right. <laughs> Fast forward to today. Yeah. Fast forward and Fast the- forward like two years and he was trying to buy a few of them. Oh, uh, yeah. But they had gotten too big. Right. Like the negotiation – from the time the negotiations started right. till the time they were too big was like a three-month period. Wow. And suddenly he was like, fuck it. He's you out know, and it. Now I'm out. You know, yeah. and it was just like right, we'll just focus right on after- our shit. I signed my contract with Digital Playground, so like 2007, I think. Uh, that sounds about right, yeah. Uh, maybe 2008, but I really think 2007. Must, yes, not important. But um, <laughs> right after I signed my contract with them, I was in the office and someone told me that they were not worried about online piracy because they just started shooting in 4K (laughs) and the files were too large. Mm. And I I tilted my head and I thought about the internet connection I had just had installed in my apartment that day (laughs) and just decided to not engage. It's like they're they're not going to want to get... Blu-ray is the future, of course. Yeah, remember I love it. I love it. Blu-ray. I wasn't – now, I remember one of the big arguments with the HD DVD Blu-ray swap was that HD DVD would allow pornography and Blu-ray would not. Is that still a thing? I don't, I don't know that I've know. ever seen a porn Blu-ray. Uh, digital no, used to release on Blu-ray all yeah. the time. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, they did. But there, what, what happened to Blu-ray? A, but what a, happened to it? It's not even a, a tech – it's not even around anymore, is it? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean I buy Blu-rays. Oh, yeah. I don't even, I mean, I don't I even do. buy anything. I, mean, I, I should, I should I mention that Digital Playground is now owned by Manwin. You're kidding. They're terrible. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my they, god! They bought every. They bought every game in town. They bought everything. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, fucked it's up because it's like not only do they have way too much of the pie, but the pie is much smaller now than yeah. it was even five years ago or ten years ago. Forget about it. I Where mean, did they ten, get all that money? You know? Where did that money come? Invet private investors, or do you guys even know how they? I I think I think honestly, it's it was a weird, uh, it's a weird kind of circular uh, logic of advertising. Where they were running ads for 
other porn sites, uh-huh. you know, like that, that have, you know, usually you get pretty good uh, click through or uh, uh, CPM rates and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, porn had a higher of that than, than your non-porn industry. Right. Because you were putting yourself in a stigma by having an ad with boobs on it, you know right. what I mean? Um, and they'd run video ads, they'd run whatever for uh, pay websites uh, that were paying them to advertise. And uh, it's like it seemed odd to me because I'm like, so the assumption is somebody's watching free porn would click on an ad to then go pay for porn from somebody else. Right. I don't think that's going to work, and I don't think it did work. I think what happened is they just collected all that money. And then just kept launching. And then when those companies started faltering because Pornhub and whoever was, uh-huh. you know, get, making all the money, uh-huh. they were like, well, you, now, you're t- now you're a tiny little company, Digital Playground. We can afford you. We'll just buy that and put wow. everything up on our sites because now we own it. We can't DMCA ourselves. Oh, <coughs> they wow. own, yeah, RedTube, Uporn, Pornhub, uh, Digital Playground, Xvideos. Uh, oh my god! I didn't know they own Playboy all TV. Of that. They own X Video. Do they own X Tube too? Probably. Wow! I don't know. Uh, I, I'd have to look it up. I don't have a full. There's, they, it's hard to get I mean, a comprehensive list. Sorry, but that's like all straight they, porn, right? They it's own all straight license. porn. Now we're in a gay porn world. <laughs> <laughs> they only licensed Playboy TV. Uh, oh, okay. But um, because in the first Hot Girls Wanted episode, when they visit Holly, she's shooting for Digital Playground that day. Uh-huh. And my big critique for um, Playboy.com centered on they talk about how awful the tube sites are and how they've causes budgets to plummet and that's making it harder for women like Holly to deliver the quality of work they're known for. And, oh my God, look at this totally disgusting, offensive ad on one of them. And then they don't mention that digital playground is owned by the person that, or by the company that owns a lot of the tube sites, including one of the biggest, um, and playboy couldn't print it. So, Uh. Oh, it's oh, it's all just a well. Here at the Riff Up Podcasting Network, we, we are not. <laughs> What's that? Manwin doesn't own Playboy TV, but they do have some influence there. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. clearly, it's hard to get like a you know a, a full you know look at their empire. Right. It's it's self reported, so maybe they own a lot of shit they don't care to tell you about. Right. They're not publicly traded. They have no. Oh, they're not know, publicly no. traded. Oh, they are. And they going on there. They hid their purchase of digital playground for as long as they could like they kept it quiet for as long as they could um because nobody likes them and probably they didn't want to let people know because it might have plumbed sales might have just i don't know but um like for a while people were really surprised i mean like you didn't (laughs) no but i'm not really deep into the porn world like i used to be right i'm not it's not my business not what i do i i support it and i work in it on a a different level i think than than that specifically using it to create more educational type pornography and teach about trans men in that way but not necessarily just Hmm. going and doing porn i mean i just shot a, a movie with dana 
Thespoli, right? The she did like a whole uh, second film I've done with her. But I don't usually do films anymore. Only if people come to me and want to do something really awesome, then I'll do it. But other than that, I'm not as deep into it as you guys are. Like it's hmm. just not my world anymore. Like it's not my focus as much as everything else is. Well, that's got to be freeing, yeah. then. It is actually. It's very freeing because look at all the drama we just talked about. <laughs> it's like so much drama in the yeah, porn yeah. world. We meant to ask about the payment processing stuff with the weed business. Oh, right on. As you know, I have a cannabis business because it's all about – that's the future. It's the future. And so now, what, what is your out. what is your involvement in the in the world of the cannabis uh, yeah. business? So I'm a big believer in cannabis. I'm sober from drugs and alcohol, but I do smoke and use cannabis. And so I'm very pr- I, I very much believe that as part of my activism to talk about this, the fact that I am sober. I do not drink alcohol for t- over 28 years, and I haven't used drugs for 28 years. I do believe that cannabis. So you went is from a, a drunk girl to a yeah, sober to man. To a sober man, exactly. Right. Yes, I did. Interesting. Yes, I've been sober my whole male. life. And so that said, I really found cannabis as an amazing tool to help me relax, to help me sleep. I have complete total insomnia and anxiety, just Mm -hmm. just daily stuff. And it really – and it doesn't make me feel like I'm on drugs. Like I just – I'm completely – I'm not – a drug addict. Yeah. So that said, it, I felt it was very important as a person who came from the sober world to really talk about this and to talk about cannabis as a great product, as a health product. And yeah. so I said, wait a minute here. Also, uh, this is going to become a huge business. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, I better get my, <laughs> my little hands in there. And not not only because I'm a businessman, but also because I do believe in it. And I do believe uh, the future of it needs to be kept away from where it's going, which is the corporate world. And it's going to become all totally in a place where no people of color are going to be into it. No queer people. We're going to be left out of the game where it's been in, in our hands for a long – especially people of color. Yeah, we yeah. have many people of color in prison who sold marijuana yeah. who are still in prison. They used to be called jazz cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm thinking. So I'm thinking like, wait a minute. This is not cool. I see exactly where it's going and I want to get my queer hands in on this. And so I started what's called Pride Cannabis, which is a company that deals specifically with targeting the LGBTQ community. And I give back proceeds uh, as part of the proceeds of my products to the LGBT Senior Center. Uh, because I'm a senior now. <laughs> and so yeah, queer seniors need love too. So, you know, I just believe in this product. I believe in it on so many levels, not necessarily because well, what, what, what kind of, what, what kind of products do well, you? Well, I do CBD products. Okay. So that people who don't necessarily want to get high or use the THC can use CBD because CBD is an amazing healing pro- product. It's incredible. And I also do THC. I do vapes, but I, that's all I, right now I sell vapes and I sell, uh, I make bucks balm, which is a, like, a, basically like a bomb that you can put anywhere over your whole body. You can masturbate with it. You can use it if you have sore muscles. It's all natural, vegan, gluten-free. Lesbian. It's a, it's the weed it's the weed coconut oil. <laughs> totally. Right? It's it. all lead. <laughs> now, I know that uh, banks don't want your filthy weed money. Is that correct? Okay. So then now we take it to yeah. that level, right? That's why when you go into shops, you can only use cash. Yeah. So online – that was actually the reason that you're on this specific podcast right. is because the DMCA and payment processing important stuff came up and I was like, Buck's going to have awesome information about yes. other kinds of – yes. Yes. So it. So I don't really know – Bury the lead. S- hour in. Yeah. I don't know if we really want to say this publicly out there, but I do – 
Okay. To process my probably, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep out the word. Yeah, the time. yeah. I do use them. They ha- and actually they stopped once I when I sold a product, and I think somebody reported me because I have haters out there for sure. Right, right. So of course, and I don't care, whatever. But that said, <laughs> stopped the payment process. So my partner called them and they explained why we sell it and why it's a health product and blah blah. And they actually reinstated the. the oh. So it You're is. You're a superhero. I don't think anybody ever gets overturned. Seriously, I, I think it's the second wow. did that with me. They did it one time before, and I called them. And I said, "I'm an educator. <laughs> my my work is education." And I said, "It's not pornography. It's education." And they eventually gave me back. <laughs> that said, I use process my cannabis site, hmm. and I haven't had any problems other than that one time. And no IRS issues, nothing. No, okay. not at all. As long as I have a legal company, I, I got yeah, a yeah. legal. I went and got a lawyer, and pro, and I have an actual real law, uh, California LLC, private hmm. cannabis LLC, which is a legal company. It's well, easy I, to I, do. Yeah, I just I, it was. I don't remember where I was reading it. I just I've, I've read a few times where people that, that like in Colorado and right. uh, and uh, Oregon and Washington, right. There's been issues where these these uh, dispensaries yes. are like we just have a vault because no bank is going to take our it's fucking still that way. You know, it's and yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, I, anybody who's smart right now will start a bank, a cannabis bank. I'm telling you, if anyone's listening to this right now, in New York, yeah. Um, the reason my lawyer sent me to them because yeah. I'm a pornographer, so I have porn banking problems. Right. Um, <laughs> and course. my lawyer was like, I know a guy. Um, and it was because this guy also handles the accounts of at least one person who does stuff with weed. Right. And they have like, like the weed people for me, they have some rules about Mm -hmm. what we can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if the bank account for our company, Mitch wanted to take payments, directly from customers instead of through a third-party processor, we'd have to have a whole separate conversation. Um, right, but like, because you would need a merchant account for that, right? To, right, to but that. like whatever I can convince Stripe or CC Bill or whoever to process payments for, then that can go direct into the account. And right. I, I don't know what the details are, but they have a similar set of restrictions. Are you looking like, to sell cannabis on your pornography websites? Is that what you guys want to do? No, no. Oh, you, should. Yeah. you should. We should talk about that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. kidding. I'm not kidding. But That's a whole I, other. I kind of want to at least ask my banker just to see yes. his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the confusing thing is. And the corporate lawyer. Oh, my God. The if, corporate lawyer's face. It would almost be worth the billable hour. Right on, right on. <laughs> if, we had a, if we had a porn site that uh, was selling – Video clips yeah. and photos and things like that. Yeah, and then we also were like, "Hey, you want to buy a T-shirt? We could use Stripe for the T-shirts and right. stickers and right. stuff like." But if, but if we sold posters, now we got to use the other guy, right? Unless right. the posters, I I don't know. They can't be nude posters. Is that I, what you're saying? I think I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, you yeah, know, I, it's I, like now probably you can't show like. Well, uh, for instance, I, I have a there's a service that I'm, I'm subscribed to that's kind of like the, the old Netflix of of art, uh-huh. where it's called uh, it's called Turning Art, and you essentially rent a frame. 
you know. Uh. And then you go on their website and you pick a, a something you want to put in a the frame. They send you the thing, and when you're like, ah, I want to swap this out, you go on the website, you order something else. They oh, wow. send you a tube, you send back the, and you just swap out the print. What a great idea! Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, I pay for that with Stripe, and there are nude. You know, you can buy. There's nude photography. But that's considered on there. art. Right? Yeah. So there's that fine line yeah, between I don't, art. Yeah. Where is it? Same with cannabis. Do I, make, do I have to so, make it black and white and all of a sudden it's cool? I can show a pussy if it's no, black it's and true, white? No, But again, that all comes back to marketing. I'm so big. I'm not, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for marketing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Marketing is everything. And that said, same with cannabis. Well, I market my cannabis site not as, hey, that's all I get ripped. So you write off time at the gym as marketing. Then. Yes, you're exactly. Like, oh, you're, everything Texas. I do. Yeah. Right. Everything. I, my body is my, my, my well, body. That's what I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I write off everything. Yeah. I right off my food that said i market my cannabis as a health product yeah. because it is a health product it's not it's not just you know like stonerville it is a health product and i think figuring out how to well, nobody's licking the balm and trying to get high <laughs> well so, i don't know yeah. about, well actually <laughs> how do we do that with pornography pornography is art I you're preaching to the choir, but so yeah. big cartel with regards to pornography. They had very unclear terms of service, um, and I called, and they basically were like, "Do you feel like what you make is art?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "Yes." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Then you're good to go." Wow. Uh, and wow. Square has to have an item by item discussion. Um, and they're they're pretty conservative, yeah, but they yeah. are at yeah. least willing to like talk about yes certain things. Yes, have the conversation, and that's a big. That, if they're willing to have the conversation, to me, that means at least somebody's mind is thinking about. Look, everyone's going to start processing cannabis. There's no way it is the future. It is a multi billion dollar industry. It is moving so well, fast. Well, it's really as soon as it, it's, yeah. as soon as there's a federal approval, yes. they can. Yes. That's the the whole thing right now is that technically speaking, mm-hmm. if you've got drug money in your bank account, right, even though you're in California, right. It can be federally seized. Yes, it can. The feds could just go, now that's ours now. Right. And, you know, banks need that money to make backroom deals yeah. with. So Exactly. <laughs> they, can't have the, they can't have the feds just coming in and taking away their, their honey pot. Oh, my God. We can't do – we can't make pornography without being under all these restrictions. Right. Are you peeing? Are you pooing? Are you sticking your fist up somebody's butt? Are you – you know what I mean? Like all these things are considered like you can't do that. Why? I want to pee on somebody. What's right. the big deal? Is that menstrual blood? Yeah. yeah. We ah. cannot process that yeah, right, payment. I'm right. sorry. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like what? what? It's weird. Why? But people want to see it. Yeah. If people didn't want to see it and people didn't want to engage in it, then I can understand. We're not forcing it upon people. Well, I mean, you're, you realize that's a, that's a very easy argument to go into dark places. <laughs> people want to see child pornography as well. That doesn't, you know. Well, but, yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about consensually. Yes, I'm consensual. About consenting adults. Yes. What, what, what yes. one or more consensual yes. adults If a consensual do, adult wants to see me stick my fist up somebody's ass, they should be able to see it. Yeah. Without even like thinking about it and, yeah. and normal in a sense i hate that word normalizing but it, it, it it's a real thing we need to normalize us in pornography that what we're doing is totally normal there, well there's so many strange when it gets into like obscenity laws there's so many strange ones one, one of my uh, an example one uh uh all around for like strip clubs and stuff like that is it, it the, those laws are insane right. i go to a uh, you ever been to bar sinister 
oh, in yeah, Hollywood. Yes, yes, right. Yes. It's a goth fetish yes. club. They got a playroom upstairs. Yes. Got to be 21 to go in. <laughs> but if your boobs come out, you got to have tape over the nipples. Wow. And it's like, wow. We're 21 and we're drinking. Yeah. We've all seen a titty. <laughs> But it's like they're not zoned. They're not zoned for topless nudity. Is what is zoning? I know. You know who is zoned for topless nudity? <laughs> the comedy store. No, they are. Really? I swear to God. Yeah. Well, they probably got grandfathered in or something because yeah, it's been there probably. forever, yeah. right? Could but be. The zoning thing again. There we go. Regulations and rules. Yeah. We really why, can't. why can't I see a nipple at Bar right. Sinister? Right. I'm I, I'm 38, but I, I'm at least 21. Yes. And I don't know if you, you probably don't know about this because it's more my world, but the gay men's world in, the, in Los Angeles, we used to have a whole bunch of saunas, bathhouses where guys could go in and do their thing and have a great time and have sex. Okay. No, no more. No? no more. There's one called Flex and maybe one other one. But other than that, they all got basically taken down after the AIDS epidemic. Hmm. All of them just told and none of them came back because they won't zone them. They won't let them because yeah. So what, well, that, what is it's that? confusing because it's like, well, what is what is what is the law about? Exactly? Yeah, what is the law about? That's exactly is, is, is the law. What, you can't have naked is it men. Gay sex. Yeah. Is it is it is it the nudity? Is it the is sex? It the nudity. Is it the sex? <laughs> is it gay? Because people are fucking AIDS? in dressing rooms everywhere. Doing it all. Doing it in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is, is this is this flight zoned for so, butt sex in the and bathroom? Also they're all adult men doing their own thing. Yeah. And having a whatever they're doing in there. Well, that's I mean that's why the 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 peep peep booths have pretty much right. gone away because right. the only people using the peep booths would be gay men. Yes. You know exactly. Uh, but why the straight guy's we? going home and he's just going to jerk off and but right. gay men are like, well, yes. no, I could hook up. There's yes. glory holes. I'm fucking... Gay men want to hook up. I mean, I think right. straight men do too, but more, it's a difficult thing. I don't. I think it's a whole other... That's yeah. a whole other... You can't just it's go It's the hook straight up. women don't want to hook up. No, no, yeah. It's a whole... No, it's a little bit more of a process. <laughs> straight women, like, even if you do want to, it's so rare as a thing that a woman would act on right mm-hmm. that it's terrifying to think of like going into a place being like who wants to bang like, <laughs> it could go sideways really fast yeah 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 that's, see that. that that's true that, that and that's sad though isn't it because i think that women should be able to experience that that yeah that, that fast that that thing that i've experienced now as a gay man it's unbelievable that i didn't get to experience as a woman where i just want to go i know exactly where i could go right now go into the place and have sex if i want to and never see that person again that's an amazing thing to be able to just do that women don't get to necessarily experience that because oh they're too God. scared andrew i started <laughs> so this guy that i'm seeing just moved to new york for a few months at least and after the first couple of weeks i started on my way home from stuff being like hey do you want to fuck <laughs> right cool <on>. okay <laughs> and then showing up like Shh. <laughs> no, we're no what foreplay stop that. Like, <laughs> and it's great, but that's not the kind of thing that functionally is safe to do with strangers, right. which is really annoying. Right. It is. Right, definitely. Right. It's a difficult Well, I thing. think also I would think that as a woman there's it seems like there's a lot more of mm, not so much risk, but it's like look, you know, no matter what they they look like or what happens in bed, like I'm I'm gonna come, like right. that's just about right. a guarantee. Right. You know what I mean? But a woman, there's gonna be there's, there's a whole lot. It's like 
maybe he's not aggressive enough. Maybe he's too aggressive. Maybe he's, he doesn't go down on you. Maybe he doesn't eat pussy at all. Right. He's fucking weird or something. And, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Or he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of those things where it's like, do you want to sit there and, and spend time with this person for X amount of time? And then it just you're just getting pounded by a dumb idiot. Well, I also, nothing's happening. You're like, I just yeah. go. And, and now you let a stranger into your home and they know where you live. And right. It's a whole, whole – yeah. so then there's all of that. But also, you know, the thing is this. I can say this because I was female before and it's not – I'm not making this statement as, as all women. But in general, it's a different sexual experience for women than men. I think women tend to be much more emotionally connected to sex than men do and I know that that changed for me. My emotional attachment to sex is less now that I'm on testosterone and it's more that I'm – it's a more physical attraction and more wanting to just come. And whereas before, I would say I wanted to have a more emotional and physical connection with that person. And, and so I think a lot of times that's why it's difficult for women to go into a scenario that's just let's get off. Though there are women that want to do that most definitely. Yeah, one was on the screen right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what and I'm I've, I've had my <laughs> endocrine system checked. So. <laughs> and, and that is <laughs> – and that means uh, you have a higher testosterone level too. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't show anything abnormal. Oh, See or atypical? Yeah, whatever. but but that's what I'm saying. I was making an umbrella statement. I don't think that all women are that way, but I think in general, in my own experiences, that it's a much seems to be. Well, we are we, we are sort of as a society I, we're moving. I would them. agree. Oh, and if I let myself, or if I am emotional at all about it, mm-hmm. then it tends to be pretty emotional. Exactly. Yes. 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 Well, I'm finding. I think that you know. Uh, Again, I'm seeing this from from perspective of webmaster for a lot of different adult sites and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I approve applications on amateur porn. Uh, I've had I've had times where I look at the ID and I'm like, "You're not eight. Oh, you are. Oh. Yesterday, you oh, turned eighteen. Wow, that's not rare. Wow. I mean, not that uh, not that rare. It happens yes. two three times a week that wow. somebody like they turned eighteen that week. Oh, wow. And they're just like, yeah, get me on, get me on the. And, and AP is 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 uh, it's just you you film or shoot photos or whatever, and, and then you, you upload you them it. to that, yeah. and you sell it to you. you. Sell it. Is that how you do it? They sell it themselves. We we take oh, a cut. Right? No, that's smart. I'm making yeah. that platform now on fdmporn.com. Yeah. So that porn, so that trans guys can do the same thing. Right. Well, we have we have a lot of trans people on the site. Oh, we, that's awesome. We only don't allow uh, cis het men. Is really. Well, yeah, because he wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, boy, I'm just kidding. They send in a lot of applications because they <laughs> also are not good at reading. Um, I, feel, I feel like people who want to see <laughs> cishet men like have their spot they go to for that. All right. Yeah. Any, like, any, they're not uh, interested in anything else. Right. Omegle, it's chat random, chat roulette. Like the girl, girl porn. Right. Yeah. With yeah. all the lip gloss. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it, I would say it's sometimes tricky because I know that. What, you, you have to send in a photo of your of your uh, valid government issued ID, right? A photo of you holding that next to your face, and then a photo of you holding a piece of paper that says amateurporn.com on it, right? Well, some of the uh, some of our trans applicants, I think, um, because there's no other place to upload photos yeah. when, during the application process, and we I want to add in some stuff where it's like, tell me about yourself, tell me what kind of content, show me some social sites, yes. Because uh, unfortunately, I think what happens. Uh, is there's a, there's been a f- quite a few trans applicants that 
uh, present as their ID because they're like, I don't look oh, like this right. anymore at all. Like right. I, I live as a woman 24-7. Right. And so they're in this awkward place where they're like, OK, I guess no makeup. I'll uh, put my hair back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll put on a man's T-shirt for some reason yeah. and they're matching oh, their ID. And yes. then I'm looking at it, I have no idea. You know, your name's you know Bob Johnson. Right. How how do I know? You know, and but on the but on the site they're 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 you know they're Susie yeah or Trixie yeah, Pixie yeah. or whatever yeah yeah and that's fine they can be you know whatever yeah. and and I'm fine approving it uh, right on. but unless they pick a model name that sounds right close and that's to that. that thing is like you know if your model name is uh, you know something uh, you know couch or something you know yeah. uh, just if if it's something ambiguous yeah. or non gendered yeah which is very common sure. I don't know. Of course. How would you? And I'm not going to email every single one of them and go, "Hey, I need you to identify your, you know, how you present to right, me." Right. Right. You know. This and then the they're difficult. like, "Oh, I'm just a dude." I'd be like, "Sorry, then go fuck off. I don't want to do that." <laughs> so I've had to. Very often, what happens is they'll just email and go, "Yeah, I sent an application like oh. a month ago," and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm glad you reached out." Just wondering, are you? Because trans people are used to having to do that, especially if they haven't transitioned with their identification or you know, right, they, right. they always have to be making sure that people – like when you go to the airport and your ID and you present as a woman but your ID is male, right. it's fucked up because right. they always look at your ID and they're like, you know, oh, but wait a minute. Are you a man or a woman? And like, it's just a whole fucked yeah. up thing. So we don't use that. any gendered terms on the site. Right on. So That's it doesn't awesome. say girls or anything else That's like that. Awesome. Everybody's models and members. So. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that that made it easy for us to be like, yeah, we'll accept trans men, trans women. Right on. Cool, whatever. Fantastic. So, you know, if you start filming solo content again, feel free, you know. Okay, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> but you want it, you're starting your own site. Yeah, Probably I, I, I keeping all the cut of that. I still have Bucks had his own site for a long Forever. time. No, I meant because you said you were going to, you were thinking about doing like a clip oh, site right. like that. Yeah, yeah we, we are, I already started FDM porn, but I just, now I'm going to make it a platform where the people can upload because I can't shoot anymore. I'm too busy. Right. I'm I got you. Busy. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but I do understand that porn is a double-edged sword. It is in a lot of ways. I talk to people before they come to me, young trans men, and I say, look, I have porn for the rest of my life attached to my name. Yeah. And so I, you're 20 years old. If you want to do this, I'm just going to tell you right now that it will be with you forever. Yeah. And you have to make the choice. You might want to be a lawyer in two years or three years. That's going to be part of your life forever. I, I really feel obligated to say that to these young guys. And it's just not that I'm an anti-porn, but that I want to be truthful well, that's about a, That's how. Laura Lay's uh, yes. article. Uh, it basically starts off that way. You can't go – she can't go on a date. Right. And not have that come up. Or exactly. she could try. But at some point, let's say this relationship kind of gets serious. At yes. what point do you go, by the way, my pussy's on page three. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so, uh, but, but the thing is she shouldn't even have to feel that way about that conversation. It's like, oh, would she have to have that conversation if she was a banker? No. No. Would she have to have that conversation okay. if she worked at, you know, on Wall Street? No, which we know is kind of s- s- slimy in itself. <laughs> I work on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have a very difficult time on a date with a banker. I would I just be. lost. Oh, this God, yeah. Lost. Oh, well, let me see if I can. Um, I think you can put two. One more. Uh, no, I'm still there. Sorry. That's okay. There. I think uh-huh. I hear you now. There you go. Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> That's good. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I've I've accidentally been on dates with, with uh, you know, cam girls and stuff like that. Didn't know, that, you know, they didn't know I was doing anything, stuff like that. And just comes up in conversation. It's like, oh, whew. Yeah. Right. And they're just like, yeah. oh, all right. We're good then. Yeah. 
Like, all right, we don't even have to have the conversation. Right on. It's like fine, cool, groovy. Yeah. And then I'm like, God, how awkward is it for ever, for other dates then? Like, <laughs> totally. like what do you normally say you do for a living? You know what I mean? Uh, that's got to be – that's got to yeah, suck. It's so you know? weird that we have to be so weird about it, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's – It's just uh, weird. It's that, it's that stigma. It yep. sticks with you for fucking ever. Ever. Uh, yeah, maybe Ever. we should put that on the AP application. It's like, yeah. hey, listen, by the way. By the know, way, my friend. <laughs> this, this, this doesn't go away. It ain't you know going I mean? away. I tried to make it go away. I'll be honest with you. I really? Did. I tried to make it go away, and I decided I just wanted to speak. at No university would bring me in because I was a porn star. So I said, okay, I'm going to reinvent myself as a motivational speaker. And I did that, and I built a whole website, blah, blah, blah. But the porn kept popping up. Every time you Google Buck Angel – you can't get rid of it. It's there forever. And then I said, oh, my God, I can't fight against this. I have to just kind of bring it back into my whole circle of what I do and what I am. And so by 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 deciding that, I realized that, you know what? Porn has been good to me for – I can never do that again. I can never just turn my back on it as if it's a bad thing because what I was doing was I was letting them tell me it was a bad thing. Yeah. I was letting them tell me that if you get rid of porn, we'll bring you into the university. If you get rid of porn, we'll give you a job. And I was like, Wow. That's really shitty. If you if you move mountains, how right. the fuck are you supposed right. to? Right, right. If you can prove right. you can float in midair, right. If you denounce yeah. porn and you say how bad it is, yeah. oh, no. I see. Yeah, basically oh, that's God. what they that wanted fucking, me to do. That they fucking me narrative. To, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to do oh, that. God. You know what? And that's what they one wanted of, me to do. Yeah. One of my friend <laughs> friends out here is pretty involved with the like political anarchism stuff. Uh-huh. And he was telling me about these general assembly meetings that they're having and trying to get me to go. And I was like, okay, but like, um, how, how do I have some guarantee that it's going to be a less than hostile environment? Because a lot of, a lot of those places have been kind of hostile. And so there's this, um, there's this like, okay, if like if you need to believe that porn is bad, it needs to be renounced. Or if you're coming at me with like a like you're so smart for a porn star, <laughs> and I'm like, even even if I am allowed at that party, it's probably not going to be a fun party, right? Um, right. And, and he just like learned really quickly a whole long list of red flags for that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like now I feel like it is kind of justified to require some assurance that this is not gonna be <laughs> Yeah, but it's taking care of yourself because why should you be in a situation like that? It's not okay. And it's just yeah. not okay for people to talk down to us. Yeah, it's just not I, okay. I fully agree. It's not okay. Agree. You don't do that to to every. It's like I feel like we're the only people that nobody wants to support us in a sense that who talks to people like that. What we do is legal. It's valid. It's a real business. <laughs> people watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, is, what, what? there was the women's march thing that Janet Mock intervened with and fixed. Um, Oh, on inauguration day, the mm-hmm. group that was putting together the women's march mm-hmm. on inauguration day, they at the last minute tried to be like, actually, that's sex worker solidarity. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. word got to Janet, and mm-hmm. Janet was like, oh, no. And right. Fixed it. Right, right on. Um, yeah. 
You mean she fixed it? Or she fixed it in a good way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because Janet is way. Janet is pro pro sex work. She is. Yeah. I I I, 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 I know it, that it, about her. She's very good about that. I'm very very positive, and so is Laverne Cox. But I do get into it with them because I do talk about how important it is to talk about sex work, sex work as trans people and talk about our bodies as sexually and they don't necessarily agree agree with me on that. But they're super positive about sex because I think Janet did work in the sex work world before she became well, it seems Well, it seems odd to me. I think we <coughs> she, talked, we talked about she talks last about episode. dabbling a little bit she did, in yes. her memoir. Um, I think she at least from what Ruby. I remember. She worked with Groovy. Actually, early on, but she just talks very, 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 very small about it in her in her book. Hmm. Let's well, say it, it just seems at odds with me to be a feminist and anti-sex worker. Exactly, it seems odd, but it makes no sense, right? Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense at all. How can you be a feminist and, and be against that? So many women, and use, it's such a it's a it's such a woman dominated <laughs> industry, and it's such an empowering and, yeah. work. Most women, I mean, I could say almost all the women I know that work in the sex industry love it, are empowered by it, use it. It's a business. They, it, it, so I don't even know what women they're talking about. <laughs> well, again, that's the trope that these. That's what going back to, to the universities. They, that's the trope they wanted you to pull out. Yes, they were like, they we need you to fit this fucking yes, shitty narrative did. that porn used you up and spit you out yes. and you're done with that yes. filthy filthy world tell us your horror story yeah, no, please totally so i figured out you know what watch this i'm a motivational speaker and then all of a sudden they started bringing me in and what did i do talked about sex talked about my vagina talked about all of it and everybody was just like awesome they loved it. The students love it. They eat Great. it up. But I had to figure out how to get to the students because the administration was blocking me. Yeah. It wasn't the students. The no, students want to talk about it. They want to be a part of it. It's the administrations are so right, so conservative and think they know what's best for everybody. But if these students are adults, they want to talk about sex. They're having sex. They want to talk about their bodies, you know? Yeah, young people are are, are hip to that dive. I mean right on. I got I got Two nieces, one of them's graduating uh, tomorrow, actually, or Friday, uh, graduating wow. high school on Friday. And she's got uh, she's got two trans friends and then oh. three or four gay friends at her high school in, in Phoenix, Arizona, oh, which is, wow. yeah. yeah. And by the way, doesn't call them her gay friends and trans friends. Right on. Which I was, you know, I was right like, on. huh. That's well, awesome. That's interesting. No, it's a you know, like that's 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 you know, because again, that's that's acceptance, right? Right. If you don't say, oh well, my this is my, my gay, trans friend, yeah. my gay friend, yeah, right. Steve. This right. is my trans friend. It's like saying it's you know? my black friend. Yeah, <laughs> I have a black friend. I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my black friend Teddy. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be doing that. So, oh no. You know. <laughs> so yeah, Poor that, Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Teddy. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's. That's the difficulty is is how do I get through to these kids? Yes. You, just, you hit that's why social media is so awesome and that's why I just went around everybody and I, I right. have a lot of young kids who follow me. A lot of ones who say, "Thank you for talking about your vagina because I'm not sure should I get the surgery, should I not?" And I just talk about basically living my life as a man with a vagina. It's totally okay. Would you let's you're you're suddenly king of the country. And you, you're you're allowed to pass weird laws uh-huh. or repeal weird laws for that uh-huh. matter. Do you make any rules or laws about um, starting medical transitioning ages? No. What I make laws for are mental health care. And I say you're not allowed to really tr- – Go to have any surgery or take hormones until at least you have a little bit of mental health, meaning therapy or psych- 
psychologist okay. that. I'm big on mental health because what happens is, especially in a younger thing, is we're easily swayed. Yeah. Young kids are easily saying, I want to look like Buck or I want to be this and not understanding what the whole process means. Mm-hmm. I know that. It's easy to get to get sucked into things, especially now that trans is such a big thing and everybody just seems to be – this thing seems to be happening. Yeah. If you're not talking to a therapist at least one, two, three, four, five times, you're not giving your brain a chance to understand what's going on. You're just going with the flow. And I'm not yeah. saying that that's going to make or break what you – no, no, no. But I do believe mental health is a part of the physical transition as well. So if I was the king of the, of this whole thing, I would say, yeah, you need to do at least six sessions and then we can go from there. But I think it's important A psych to, evaluation. Yeah, 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 yeah in okay. a sense. But they're not – but the psych isn't going to say whether or not – they don't have the authority – to say whether or not you're trans. They are only there to listen to you and give you some feedback. Okay. And then that's okay. But they are not allowed to Well, make what it. would what would then yeah, again, you're king. Yeah. What then you've got a big stamp approved yeah. or uh, who do you who do you not approve? Well, what I say who who do I not approve? Somebody who Or do you not use the stamp? Right. I don't know. Exactly. No, you go to six sessions and then if you still say to yourself, "Yeah, I really want to transition." Then yeah. Go ahead and transition, but understanding what that means to transition, right? I mean, there's so many levels now. Yeah, yeah. When I transition, I'm a transsexual. I'm not transgender. I transition from a woman to a man. I live my life binary. I'm totally male. I that's how I live my life. Now we have transgender, where people live as trans people. They actually use that as a. As oh, a, I see what you, you're saying. You see what I mean? Okay. I'm not a trans person. I'm an actual man. Right. So that's why I consider myself a transsexual because I went from one gender to the next. Where transgender today is this more fluid idea of being whatever you want to be. Maybe Here I was, I, I was, I was wildly uh, ignorant on that. No, I, you I, you're not ignorant. It's because the transgender community doesn't explain it. Well, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not using ignorant in a negative sense. Yeah, I'm saying no. in the classic dictionary definition. I, I. But did you not made know. my point as was, earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, if well, I don't educate you. You don't know the difference. But I'm I assumed. I assumed that transgender was living your life as as the gender of your choice that's different from your birth gender. No, uh, not necessarily. And you just didn't go bottom surgery. That's one of them. Okay. So there's a whole other thing. Some people might not even want to be male or female. They might want to just be a they or they might want to just be a trans person. Right. They might never want to have any surgery or they might never want to take any hormones. I'm so old school. I wanted to be a man (laughs) and I wanted to get my boobs cut off. I even wanted to have a penis. But that didn't happen clearly. But that said, I wanted to be this dude. Right, right. <laughs> and I wanted people to call me Mister, and I wanted to grow a mustache, and I want to have a hairy body. You know what I mean? I want to have muscles. That has always been my. Yes, vision. you grow better facial hair than I do, and it's very upsetting. <laughs> I'm going to have to take some hormones. I'm trampa. And, and get to the get to the gym and right. such. It's, uh, you're, you're, this is my this is my job, my friend. A whole different thing. I have yeah. to get naked in front of the world. Yeah, and yeah. gay men aren't easy to please. Let me tell you, <laughs> they have standards. I've heard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, from Straight men don't have any standards. <laughs> oh, basically. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I try to get by on my charm. Yeah, you are. Char- my charm charming. and my face. And that's You're all I got. And charming. Oh, there you go. Shucks. Oh, you make me blush. Uh, yeah, but the body's a disaster. So that's just something I got to one day fix. Okay, I wanted to do a quick little like kind of advice thing. You guys, you guys throw out some advice. Cool. Uh, this is a thing I, I found on uh, on Reddit in the, in the relationship subreddit. I will not read the whole thing, but I'll summarize. It says, my fiance, a 25-year-old female, sister told me 
a 28-year-old male, that my fiancé has been doing bad things with other guys in order to get money and gifts. Because it's all online, my, my fiancé isn't sure it's cheating. Uh, to summarize, his his fiancé's sister, whom he's apparently close with, okay. confided to him that her sister, his fiancé, right. uh, was something on the order of a findom kind of uh-huh. like – Sugar baby kind of thing, but it's all online. Like maybe, maybe she sends photos of her vagina to people right. and and collects money for that. That's his understanding of it. I have a feeling she's just a cam girl who takes offline tips, but I'm not real certain. And but the sister confided it to him and was like, "She'd kill me if I told you." So he's struggling with this existential crisis of sorts, where he's like. Is that cheating? What do I do? How do I approach it? I can't really tell her this and but I can't tell her that. why would the sister even say anything? That's not her place. OK. That's your – OK. That that's the, I'm not, saying, wondering what your take would be. So I'm your take you, is that's off, not – it's your, not the sister's place okay. to tell the fiancé that, number one. Number two, they better talk about it because it is a – if they're going to get married, yeah. then that means that – In September apparently. OK. Look, I'm big on being honest and truthful in a, a relationship. And so f- for some reason, she's not being truthful about this. I don't know why. Maybe she has a weirdness about what she's doing. But if she's not being honest to her fiancé before they're going to get married, what does that say about that person? And it's not <laughs> even about the fact that it's sexting. Right. It's right. about the fact that she has a hidden job, right. a exactly. whole job thing right that on. she's hiding. And yes. it would be the same if she had like a whole really close friend right. that she covered up the existence of or like and it would be strange. It well, he strange. wouldn't be posting about it if he's like, I found out my fiance might be a banker on the weekend. <laughs> exactly. Wait, no, not- <laughs> he wouldn't be. No. And I looked at some of the comments when you sent the link over. So first, I have a question about okay. the definition of sexting. Okay. I, I don't know that I have an answer to that. Yeah, me neither. What I, kind I of media is transmitted during sexting? Well, text and photos and or videos. And photos or video. I think, I, think, yeah. I, I think people consider sending nude photos to be yeah. sexting as well. Yeah. As not so. just not just dirty talk. I, I think so as well. Yeah. But in one of the comments, in a situation where um, this, I believe, woman was commenting that she makes money texting and sending yeah, yeah. pictures of her boobs – and maybe that's what this girl's doing. And someone commented below and was like, and sending pictures <gasps> during <Yeah>. sexting? <laughs> like that was like a whole other – and I'm like, what What would that even be called? I don't think it's a separate thing because I don't think there's another term for it when yeah. it also includes pictures. I think it's all – yeah, sexting, I think you would just say six, sexting the text message window. Yeah. Sexting with pictures, maybe. I don't. But no, sexting it's a whole with thing. It's like what's pornography? Well, the the, <laughs> the thing the the part where I was where I was concerned when I when I saw this this post, the guy was pretty careful to be kind of on the she's hiding something from me because she used to be broke all the time, and now all of a sudden Aww. she's like buying herself clothing and shit. Um, I was worried he was going in the route that a lot of the commenters went in where there's this dude thing of uh, you're my partner. That's my body. 
You don't right. show other people my body. Right. That's that straight world thing. Yeah. Yes. That's a dude thing. It's a total. That's a dude thing where property. it's like you don't yes. get to show people your boobs. Those right. are my boobs but now. Right. But gay men generally don't seem to be like that. No. Okay. So it's a straight dude thing. It is. Yes. It's it is. Okay. Fair. Men being sexual towards women. Yes. Thing. Yes. Yeah. It's a control and I, thing. I actually oh, yeah. wonder about like what about bisexual men? Hmm. How are they with that kind of possessiveness over their partners? And does it change anyway? I think um, less possess. I, I I guess I'm more bisexual, but I think less. Per, I think less possessive because they have dabbled in the gay men's world where you learn not to be so possessive and that you understand that it has nothing to do with any emotional or any kinds of ego stuff. It's just sex or it's just things. Yeah. So I do think bisexual men might be a little bit above uh, the straight men who do feel that they have to have control over their women for some reason and they feel like no one else is allowed to – or, or, or that the woman the isn't allowed to have – yeah, a lot of – of course, not all. My, my, my yeah. theory – my speculative theory is that it's a, it's a sort of currency. I think that oh. putting it like uh, – you know, you, you go back into history. You know, women were <laughs> property. They're, right. you know, whatever. You're, right. you're, you're my fuck toy. You know, I'll right. call you queen or whatever. Um, so now, you know – the equality is is getting there. Uh-huh. We're, we're we're closer, where women don't need the man's money, they don't need the man's house, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They don't need a man right. at all in right. their life. They they can exist perfectly okay, right. having lesbian relationships or no relationships at all. Right. But they don't need uh, like like you did in the past. Actually, kind of need a man. Um, and so the guy's like, well, but but what then? What what? Where's my right? What? How do I? How do I control you? I can't control you with my money. Right. I can't control you with my house or my car. Uh, I I I can't. I, I have no control over any any decision you might make. Uh, shit, you know. Right. And so it's like, well, let me put an arbitrary rule on there. Don't show anybody else your <laughs> boobs. Those are my boobs now. That's my control. Like, and there's no. still the like still very dominant cultural meme of but men are supposed to be able to control their women which is just some like made up human stuff that is bad and not helpful but it's still like so ingrained that I can see how that would feel precarious does it seem? It seems like it's a caveman thing. I you know think what so. I mean? I it, think. it comes from the caveman. I, I, I think it, like you know, we, but think about cave. Think about that. In the beginning of the human time, I think there was a dynamic there where the woman did the, these types of things, looked for somebody to caretake, and then yeah. there there was. I've read things about. She it. stayed. It was, the women. It, it, women are more social because they all stayed in the cave. Yes, all the men, men went yes, out and hunted alone, yes, yes. and they'd come back. And the women were like, yes. they, it was a. It was a group. Like we're yes. all raising these five children together exactly. as our cave women, and the men go out and they hunt. They yes. come back, and so it was. It was evolutionarily uh, yes. positive to to be social. Exactly. Because hey, my baby, yes. I'm, I'm going to take a nap. But you yeah. watch the kid. Watch the kid. Yeah. And you make me dinner because I just went out and killed and slaughtered. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think. Oh my yeah. god, you guys! I'm such a hairy armpitted <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Um, <laughs> But we do have to keep in mind that those readings, like those academic readings of archaeological sites, 
are done by people who had deeply entrenched, you're right, likely you're completely right. unquestionable beliefs you're right. about the roles of men and women. You're right. Fair. Yeah, that fair, is a fair, fair. statement. Fair, fair. But that is a fair statement. But we also have to look at the dynamic, right? Yeah. That dynamic was happening. I don't think that's like made it up. It came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. I mean, there are definitely yes. there are definitely communities today. Certain, certain, maybe not in LA that much, but there are definitely communities today, suburban communities, very commonly, boring suburban communities where all the housewives know each other. Right. They, you know, right. they all send their kids to one house right. for the birthday party, whatever, yes. while the men are out, I quote unquote, working. hunting. Yes. So that dynamic still happens today. And some women like you know. that dynamic. Yeah. I have friends who love being in that dynamic, and that's their choice. And that's as long that's as their it's kink. a choice. As, exactly. <laughs> it is yeah. my mother is a slave to my father. <laughs> I told him you have unconsent, you have a totally non consensual BDSM relationship. Whether you want to talk about it or not. Dad cheats. <laughs> Mom oh, pretends wow. like she doesn't know about it. And it's just like, oh, oh my God. God. It's so fun. I'm like, you guys have a BD, a non-consensual BDSM relationship. <laughs> See, I, I think, I think I don't have that uh, feeling of the need to control their body uh, because my, you know, my parents got divorced when I was like nine or 10 years old uh-huh. as my mom was kind of entering the workforce as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So she's a single mom with two kids on a teacher salary and she had three other jobs and then wow. taught arts and crafts wow. on the weekend and shit. And at the same time was going to college for her master's degree. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, <laughs> right. So uh, this is a woman who just was at, at 100% until she passed out and then got five hours of sleep and then went back to 100%. Wow. She was either at full blast or fucking crashed out. Wow. So – Seeing, you know, being raised by a woman like that where she's just – she's taking all – she's wearing all of the hats all of the time and having to juggle everything. Uh, I – I'm not trying to put myself on some kind of like uh, (laughs) I'm awesome because of this. No, but your mom is awesome. Yeah, my mom was awesome. Um, uh, I think because of that, I was like – I never had it in my head of like, well, there's just certain things women don't do or can't do or whatever. I had it in my mind that, yeah, a woman could run the entire house and have a full career and go to college, you know, all that. Seeing that example, I was like, it, it, it's never bothered me. But that's that because regard. you had that example. Exactly. And that speaks volumes to how you're raised and what the environment is when you're raised. Of course, if we raise all – if every man lived at least one year as a woman, hello, the world would be a different place. If oh, yeah. every man had their period for one year, I was a man who had my period, who lived as a woman. I'm not the kind of man that or is in the world today that's fucked up, angry, asshole idiots who hate women and act like because they're taught to be that way they haven't had positive influences of women in their life or they haven't lived as a woman in their life and so they don't even understand the differences of the genders you are lucky enough to have a mother who was so and an older powerful. sister, so surrounded right. by women. Surrounded by women. You, you know yeah. what? You, sh- you should really thank whoever that you really were in that position because that's why you're such a cool guy. No, stop. Seriously, that's why you have awesome energy. Flatterer. No, I'm not kidding. You didn't tell me we're having a flatterer in the house. <laughs> I'm not jacking you off right All now. Right. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's yeah. a real thing. Men aren't taught that because for some reason you have to be there. You know what I mean? You have to be macho yeah. and, and shut down on, your, on, on everything. 
Yeah, that's not good for anybody. No. Shutting it all down. No. That's not. Mm-hmm. And that's what men are taught: not to cry, not to have emotions, to be a certain way. I'm a big crybaby. I cry all over the place when I'm. And I think it's important to show that men are sensitive. Men need to be able to have a place to be able to be this way. But I was thinking the. I, I was thinking the other day. I was uh, just randomly came across a gallery of Obama hugging people uh-huh. and I was Ooh, like right you could see he's like in so many photos he's on the edge of tears or sometimes yes. actually in tears and I was like you know I trust a man a lot more if I've seen yes. him cry like, right on. you know what I mean and who was he raised by right I think just his mother and his I grandmother so. or something yeah, by so. women yeah. he was raised yeah. by women and 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 <laughs> worships Michelle. Yes, so, you see it. There's yeah. a clear thing there when men are not forced into this box of how to be a man. Right, right. Then when you're forced into that box, it creates a whole other fucked up energy. You, you contrast that with the fucking drumster fire. Right on. <laughs> and yes. his wife lives in a fucking yes. different city. Oh my god, different that, that state. Thing is a mess. That thing is. a She's mess. like, oh no, I don't want to take him out of school. He's four. Yeah, who whatever. gives a shit about his dumb school? Yeah, whatever. Like yeah. his whole life isn't changed already. He's going to have secret services surrounding him at school. How is so, that legal yeah. anyway? Like is that the first president in the whole United States that's ever said I'm not going to move into the White House? Like what? I think uh, it's the first president. Well, he lives in the White House. He, he has but moved But the family. In. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't even know. But not, not the first lady. But not the first the, lady. And his son. And the kids. Yeah. So he's he's well. His up. daughter lives there. Oh god, that's now, creepy. Ivanka the whole thing now. is creepy. <laughs> yeah, the other daughter that he forgets that he has. Yeah, sorry. So fucking much <laughs> to have the first lady living Sick. in New York City. Sick. It's insane. Sick. They should pay out of that with their own money because she's making the choice to do that. Then go ahead, stay there. But you're going to pay for it. Why are we paying for that? I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. Like what's it's happening? Because we allow the title of first lady to be an empty title right. instead of it being a role that requires active like practical work yeah but even if that you have to follow the rules and there are rules to being a president and that said if you're making a choice to live here because you want to go there, that's never been done before so uh, i don't understand how come we I, have I to think, pay for that i think that the, <laughs> the um I think it's it's the it's the shitty combo of of uh, we never thought to make a law for that, right? And then never somebody comes along and right. we're like, "Oh wait, but wait, this is how we do things." Yes. Where's the law on that? Right. We don't have a law on that. Right. No, why? Because no one has ever, no one ever, no one it. ever questioned. Right? It. No, it's true. And it's that's true. there's so many things that he does that it's like, don't we have a law for that? <laughs> no, why? Because no one's ever done that before. We never thought we'd have a clown. For we a never. <laughs> we never thought we'd have a fucking dumpster fire in the White House. It's, it's fucking. It's crazy. It's madness. I can't remember who said it, but there's this quote that. I've heard a few times in anarchist circles about if you have a if someone has a blood sucking monster on their face, do you ask them what they'd like there instead, or do you help them get it off? <laughs> and so, like that's all well and good and pretty important, but we have a really hard time articulating what we would. Like the parameters of what we would like instead. Right. So the American government was we ran away from England and we're like, we don't want mm-hmm. England, England, England mm-hmm. or France, France or right. like, but right. we didn't in the Constitution apparently articulate thoroughly enough 
what is allowed. But also, it was written so long ago, now it's also up for interpretation, right? There's things like you could read it and say, what, how does this apply to 2017 when it was written? You know what I mean? So, What, what is yeah, the right to bear arms? Yeah, what yeah. is that? Yeah. yeah exactly. What does that yeah, yeah. really mean? Of course, we understand it back then, but now in 2017 when we have yeah. you know, assault rifles and craziness and crazy people. Do I have the right to own a tank? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's that's the question because you? if yeah. you went back there and said, "Hey, what if I had a tank?" They'd right. be like, "A what?" Right. Be like, oh, it's a big metal structure with a <laughs> fucking cannon bigger than this room. That, right. That could destroy everything in this right. house in one shot. And they'd be like, "Oh no, you can't have one of those." Right. Well, you maybe could you put that down there then? Maybe. Right. You have yeah. the right to bear some arms and not tanks. It doesn't make I don't any know. sense. I don't exactly. think you're allowed to wear uh, drive it have a tank. I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. Try actually. it. It's a good. That's a good question. Actually, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if they would let you buy one but not drive it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, right, right. That's right because would it have a street? Would it, you know how you have to have a license to drive a car? Or yeah, yeah, that's true. You need a different kind of safety. license. That's true. But you could just put it on a trailer, bring it home, put it in your front yard. That's what and I like, would do. <laughs> how great would that be in a revolt attempt? It would foiled be awesome. by traffic violation. <laughs> right on. Get- the tank's fine, but you don't have the right license for it. Right. If you have a class C, you need a class D2. <laughs> totally. Yeah. They'll get you with those regulations, those bastards. They sure will. So, uh, yeah, coming away, the, the, with this fella. Would you, you put yourself in his shoes? You bring it up. You just go, "Hey, I heard a thing," or "Hey, where is this money coming from?" Oh, you mean direct? The, yeah, oh, the, I'm, I'm I'm the guy that's honest. I'm the guy that says, uh, "I need to talk to you for a second. Uh, your sister—that's what I would say. Your sister told me that you are doing blah blah blah." Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. That's what I would say. I'm wondering if the only reason he doesn't actually say your sister blankety blank is because you know, look, that's. It, this goes one of two ways. It's either the relationship is really strong after that or it's completely over and it's over with the sister as well that he's like, well, yeah. Uh, There's the right? chance but that But I like, think it's weird that the sister said something. But uh, Maybe she has a close relationship with him. Is right? that – you, you take yeah. it like outing. Like yeah, yeah, right, right. Very same like I out, do. out as a gay, out I as do. trans whatever. Yes, I do. It is not her place to say her sister's business. It is her place to say to her sister, maybe you should tell your fiancé before you get married. But I don't believe – it's not my place to say anything about you to anybody right now. But it's my place to say to you, dude, I think you should tell that person before blah, blah, blah. Right, right. right? But it's not my place to out you for any – I don't care if I'm your brother, your sister, your mother. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a very uh, – it's really. Uh, do you very, have siblings? Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Yeah. And do they tell people <clears throat> that I'm trans? That you're no, that you're inborn. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's a great question. Actually, my younger sister, who I'm extremely close with, uh, hates that I do porn work and <laughs> thinks it's the worst thing in the world. But she's all about telling people that you know I'm a transsexual and blah blah blah. But she's like, I wish you never did porn. Whereas my other sister, who's LAPD ex cop. Wow. Thinks it's the coolest thing in the world that I do porn. So I would have flipped it to be honest with right. you. I never would have thought it would have been like huh. that. But my sister has issues about my porn work. She thinks it's just not good and that it's doing bad things. And I have to sit down and explain to her why it's important work that I do. And talking about you know sex is important. Oh, we'll send her this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> she's seen everything. Trust me. I mean, it's just her. It's just, it's just her own. You know what I mean? Yeah, I she's get not, it. She's not. Uh, uh, we're not distanced from it. She just says, "I wish you would." Do something else, you right? I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like I can't. I've already chosen to do this work. I'm stuck in it for 16 years now. You got the mark the on you. That's I got the mark on me. It ain't yeah. ever coming off. 
uh, Stoya, do you do you take porn work as to be something uh, like like outing and such like that? Like as something where it's like it's an identity that you reveal, etc. Cetera, et cetera? Uh, so I don't know what the wording I'm trying to use. No, outing, here is. I think, is yeah. 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 Here's what I have to do with other people. Um. I just have to try to remember, like, fill in the blank is a thing that this person doesn't want other people to know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then ideally stop them before they tell me about it if they (laughs) want it to be a secret. That's easiest for me. Right, right. There was was actually a sexual partner where we had some mutual friends and there were things I refused to do with him because I was like, look, I talk about sexuality so much. Like, you're sensitive about this and just no, not worth it Um, in -hmm. case it comes flying out of my mouth. And that ends up like – that ends up being everything from something that's like a frequently discriminated against identity to like some from my perspective like teeny tiny little thing that like it's just they just want it to right. quite whatever yeah. um I mean, I've seen that in the BDSM community and stuff. That's of why course. you go to those clubs and it's no photos. Yeah. It's like, I'm a, yeah. I'm a banker. I can't yeah. let people know I like yeah. getting tied up and spanked. Yeah, like, it's just a lot why? of it does end up being sexual in nature. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that people are like sensitive about keeping quiet, um, which then puts me in a frequently or frequently puts me in an uncomfortable position right. when people like, feel like I'm a safe space to talk about things right. that then they don't want anyone to know about. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't, I yeah. can't do both. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Good for you. I'm not, I will embarrass you <laughs> in national media and like not on purpose. I'll be trying not to, and I'll fuck it up anyway. Right on. Um, That's awesome. So like, just don't no tell me. I don't want to know. I know this from experience. Thanks. Heavy metal magazine. So, <laughs> At least she's being honest about it, right? Like, just don't tell me your dirty little secret. I don't want to know. No, Stoya, Stoya <laughs> wrote a blog there. entry about about a, a sexual encounter we had uh, way back when we first met, uh, and it got illustrated in Heavy Metal no Magazine. No way. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Like, you know, right on. I'm going to look better. So now I, got the, now I got the mark on me as well, <laughs> as it were. Um, <laughs> Not that, you know, I don't have anything to hide. But I, I get that. I get that as a comedian. I get that with, you know, with women sometimes where they're like, are you going to talk about this on stage? And I'm like, mm-hmm. probably not, but I'm not going to use your name. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, exactly. you know, uh, I, I have to tell a quick story that I'm. That this woman got very upset that I said I was probably going to tell on stage one day. Uh, I was <laughs> having sex with a woman who's, uh, she's a bird lady. She's got a bunch of birds. Yeah. You know, parrots and uh but she had this old parrot that, like, uh, she got from, like, a crack house or something like that. She adopted it. Something. So this parrot has got all kind of mental issues and, like, constantly, you know, freaking – and pulls its hair out all the time. Oh she plucks its feathers. So it's a half – it's like wow. – yeah, it's a half-bald old paranoid crack, parrot. Crack parrot. Yeah. <laughs> God knows what crack did to him. You oh know, just God. just being in a house – you know, crack dens are not necessarily well ventilated. Right. So <laughs> yeah. We uh, – 
where or having sex in in the position of the dog and finish on on their on her back as i do that i hear <laughs> and i was like that's the weirdest laugh this woman's ever made oh my god and it was the fucking parrot no and i was like your parrot's laughing at me for coming on your back <laughs> and oh, she thought that was hilarious we had a good laugh and stuff and then uh one time we were driving back from a show i'd just done and um I, there was a there was a magician after me that had a dove and stuff. She goes, people use doves because they're fucking idiots. They're so dumb and stuff like this. And she's like, she hangs out in the bird community and stuff like this. And she's like, yeah, we talk shit on doves all the time. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm so I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing like impersonations of like of like doves being squawky little valley girls and stuff. And she's like, that's great. You should do that on stage. I was like, I don't think I'm going to talk about birds on stage. I might tell the story about the time that your parent laughed at me when I came on your back. <laughs> Fucking dead quiet in the car. She's like, don't do that. Oh, and I was wow. like, okay. Wow. I was like, I'm not going to use your name. your name. Like, you're, not, you're not on stage with me. We're not so together weird. even. We're just hooking up every once in a while. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. So I apologize to her again, I guess. Now everybody yeah, but knows. Who knows? And no one, it's so weird how people are so weird about But they shouldn't tell you your secret <laughs> because you might at least so you're, you're I, I, no, I, I'm it. pretty good about I've, keeping secrets. I'm good at keeping secrets. I've run into problems with advice columns where people write in and we would use their first initial, the uh, one single right. first initial. Right. And print the letter, and then they'd go, "Oh my god, I need you to take that down. People are going to know. They know I read this website. (laughs) There couldn't possibly be two people in the U.S. with this problem with the first letter S. (laughs) No, no chance. You're not that special." (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll I'll end on this. uh, Something. just flippant and funny. Uh, it was this uh, article I saw. Chinese animals with very literal names. They uh, it, Mandarin Chinese calls a uh, kangaroo. The literal translation is bag rat. No way. A skunk is a stinky weasel. <laughs> a cobra is a glasses snake because on the back of its head it sort right. of looks like it's wearing glasses. A turkey is a fire chicken. That right. doesn't make any sense. I, I, mean, I guess because it's got the red. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. A hedgehog is a spiky hedgehog, which okay. doesn't really make any sense to me. Uh, a hippo is a river horse. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Squirrel is a pine tree rat. <laughs> a beaver is a wi- river raccoon. <laughs> I'm going to start calling my pussy a river raccoon. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's a hashtag river raccoon. <laughs> a walrus is an ocean elephant. A uh, seahorse is ocean horse. All right. A sloth is called a tree lazy. That's oh good. Anyway, a couple. Uh, I'll put the link in the in the podcast. Thing. Awesome. Owl is a cat head eagle. How literal this language <laughs> is. It's so great. I, I love it. I love it. I figured you'd get a kick out of that. So yeah, an owl is a cat head eagle. So you'd, beautiful. Now now you can start liking owls again. Owls are awesome animals, by the way. They're very magical. I just I know Stoya loves anything cat, so now she's going to have an affinity more so. I mean, she may have already, but I don't know. You know, more of an affinity Maybe. for it. Hey, Greece is really into owls. It's like one of their really folkloric symbols. Yeah. Huh. Same in Mexico where I lived in the Yucatan. The Mayan people use the owl too as something that's really kind of looked up at as a very, something very mystical and very powerful. Hmm. Yeah. I had a whole bunch of them. I had 20 owls 
because they have little baby owls this big there. And so everyone knew <gasps> that the Americans amazing. lived on the street. So everyone would capture the owls and bring them to us to rescue so that we would give them $10 for the owl. You know what I mean? So thank you for it. And the next thing you know, we had 20 little baby owls. I'm like, nope, stop. We're not rescuing <laughs> owls anymore. <laughs> we just wow. let them go because they weren't really rescued. They would actually go get them to bring them to yeah. us so that we could <laughs> give them $10. Wow. <laughs> Oh what what does a chorus of owls sound like while you're trying to Actually, sleep? they don't because they're they're re- they don't really make a lot of noise at all. They're just huh. like in there. They're very tiny, and they didn't they they were really easy to. But I couldn't handle having them in the cage. I'm like, no, we got to let these these go. This is wrong. So who knows? Maybe they were recapturing them and bringing them back. Huh. <laughs> Buck Angel Owl Whisperer. <laughs> who knew? Yeah, you learn something new every day. That's an exclusive right here. On- <laughs> Aural space. Wait, what's the what's the river the raccoon? The river raccoon. River yes. raccoon. There I can't go. forget that river. Raccoon. Uh, what is there anything you want to plug or tell people to do with their <laughs> lives or? <laughs> well, plug my buck off, which is the first transgender male sex toy in the world that I just released last year. Okay. And and what, new, what, what well, is wait, that? It's called the buck off. Tell us off. how it works. The buck <laughs> off basically saying. goes around. So transgender men, their clitoris grows to the size of a small, like the size of your thumb. And so what this does is it's basically a stroker, like what. Cisgender men use, and it fits over to top of your clitoris, and you stroke it, and you pump it, and it huh. makes you come because it feels like a, a blowjob. It's nice. incredible, and so wow. that became like it got written up in Forbes. That's the one thing I love to say. <laughs> I got written up in Forbes magazine. That was so over. Yes, my hello, sex I've been in Forbes. <laughs> I'm like, that that, so I cool. made it. <laughs> like that's so awesome. So my dad may have heard of you. Maybe <laughs> he's like, "What's this buck off thing?" <laughs> <laughs> I think he would have skipped that article, but who knows? I have no idea. That's uh, it. I bet, I bet my aunt Patty has. I feel like she'll be thrilled about the buck off. <laughs> and now I'm releasing a drink called the Buck Up to go with the Buck Off, and the Buck Up is a sexual enhancement drink. Oh, uh, yeah, to help you get you know hard, or for trans guys to like you know make you have a little bit of a boner, and it works. It's all natural and totally awesome, and that comes out next month. Hmm. Yeah, it's the last thing I need is walking around with an erection all the no, time. Yeah, right. This is delicious. It's natural oh, background. This is delicious. <laughs> I'll just put I, a little of that in drinks at parties and watch this. Test subject with the penis, right? Right. No, I gave it to fifty of my cisgender men, friends, and they all got a boner and they all loved huh? it. And I was like, it works. Hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, good. Out there doing good things. Yep, right. um, and uh, how do they get the, into your weed company stuff? If oh, pridecannabis.com. Okay. Go there and you can uh, support us. That would be really awesome. And then everything else is on buckangel.com. Cool. Every social media stuff is just Buck Angel. It's Google me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you're the first guest we've had on this podcast. So thank you. Really? For, yeah. Oh, well, my God. Well, it's only the sixth episode. Oh, it's only we've the been, sixth yeah, episode? We've been very lazy about that. <laughs> it's the sixth or the fifth? Sixth, I think. I think Six we just, is a good number. I, I'm awesome. I'll thanks check. for having me on, you guys. That's yeah, so thanks cool. Thanks for coming out. It's thanks awesome. for coming. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> uh, oh, you're right. No, this is episode five. Thank oh, it's you. Five. Yeah. I'm sorry. Still, yeah, like our first oh, episode brand was brand in like 2015. The second one was like in 2016. Yeah, was, right on. But we've been, keep them wanting more when you yeah. do that. Yeah, then they want more. Well, now we're you know now that we're we're getting ready to do this live tour thing. Oh, uh, right. We you know we got to be a little more active about the podcast. Um, and we'll we'll podcast from the road. We'll do some road. Oh, you're gonna have roadcasting. awesome podcast. Where are you guys going? To uh, Europe, right? First Chicago. Oh, right on. Yeah, Exotica, June 23rd. 
gosh, I should come to that. Yeah, I was going to say. You, be be in you should. They no, do. Um, they do. Uh, I think his name's Adam. Um, who works for Exotica? Yeah. He at the end of last year um, started putting more focus into having like LGBT people oh, right performers at the show. Oh, I'll, ta- I'll I'll contact them. But actually, I think I'm at the box in London till that weekend. Okay, yeah, I think so. <laughs> the box. Damn it, Jet setting around. <laughs> I'm still doing the box. <laughs> So, uh, people listening, if you want to get in on this sweet, sweet story on Mitch tour action, um, live.zerospaces.com. Go on there and fill out our very quick little form just to tell us where you're at. And then uh, this way we can map out where to go. That's so cool. What is that? Zero Spaces? <laughs> yeah. Live.zerospaces.com. Oh, that's little, awesome. little one pager I put together. And then I've got this little admin I made so that. Good. More people filled it out, oh, and that's so I so map cool. out all the places that people put in that they're at, and then I, we can we can go. Oh, there's you know a hundred people in Philadelphia oh. or whatever. So is that so that you can go to those places, or so you know where your more of your fan base is, or because you want to bring both. people alive yeah. on the show? Is that why, or you want to just do live from uh, venues? Is that what you're going to do? Like, yeah, yeah. We'll go to those venues and yeah. do it live. Yeah. The, After I, Chicago, know. what? Where do you guys go? Don't think we, we haven't it. figured oh, it out yet. Yeah, right. Don't think we've had that planned yet. Right. But you know, I'm looking. Uh, you know, Germany's getting some activity. I'm oh, right excited on. about that. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. So it seemed uh, it seemed like a good idea to like do one or two, figure out where the rusty spots are. Right. Yeah, we still don't actually know what we're doing. But that's better. <laughs> actually, yeah. actually, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. it. It'll organically come together that way. I think when you make too much of a plan, it gets fucked up. Yeah. But this way, yeah. I think it wor- it's going to work really good that way. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it and, you know, uh, doing some, some, some things in and around that. We, we'll talk off the air. Right on. But, right on. Um, all right. Well, uh, Stoya, you got anything you want to? Um... <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> No. Really? <laughs> I kind of wonder where my cats are. Right. Usually they're up here sleeping all day. But Okay, well. Whatever. Well, thanks Hopefully for having me, you guys. Thanks, thanks for, for coming out. On. Good luck with your tour, and I'll be back, I'm sure. Yay! Right on. Well, you'll probably, I, I, I'm sure we'll be in the same city at yeah, some point, and then we'll just be like, hey, awesome. hop, hop on the tour. Quick reminder, you can always send questions or topic suggestions to us directly. Go on to the website, riffopolis.com, R-I-F-F-O-P-O-L-I-S.com. Quick jump to the podcast in the trenches, and on that page, you'll find links to both mine and Stoya's profile page. And from there, you can send a message directly. We'll look over them, and uh, if we're into it, then you'll get a shout-out. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.